With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Ah, good morning and welcome in. It is another beautiful Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks. NFL Network, five years in the league. FS1, NFL.com. Scouting, coaching, mentoring, and hanging out with me here on Fox Sports. Sundays each and every week. My buddy Bucky Brooks, at Bucky Brooks, where you find him on Twitter. And right now, he is the most popular man in town not because of a pink box that may or may not have arrived under you know, a glass casing <laughs> in these Fox Sports Radio studios, but also because the little engine that could yeah, the is engine on could. and going and everybody's jumping on your back on the bandwagon once again because, well, chaos reigns in the NCAA tournament. And that little engine that could, those eight-seeded North Carolina Tar Heels alive and well, dancing as we get going. I mean, obviously, last Sunday, a war of words. You and Steve Hartman, you got the better of that one. So we'll see how he kind of slinks in here later. Uh, our, our teammate here at Fox Sports Radio and noted UCLA honk. How was the week, man? How are you? It has been a great week. It's been a great week watching the tournament. The tournament is amazing. Uh, just the storylines and things that we're seeing. Uh, one, before we even get to it, like Gonzaga going down to Arkansas, Arkansas playing well, then Arkansas and Duke battling it out with the Duke Blue Devils moving on. Coach K, uh, I think it's his 13th 
yeah. Final Four appearance, the most in NCAA history. He has a chance to maybe do this thing like John Wooden with a walk-off win in his final season. Uh, you have St. Peter's, who's kind of making their way uh, throughout the uh, tournament. They're dancing, and look, as much as I want to say my guys are the underdogs, the Peacocks have certainly um, shown and proven that they are worthy uh, competitor, they've kind of vanquished a bunch of heavyweights along the way. And then you have an opportunity to see maybe another ACC team. It could be like the ACC tournament potentially in the Final Four after the conference was much maligned. So basketball has dominated today, even though there have been a handful of football stories that have also shown up. I was going to say, we've got a <laughs> bunch of stuff out of uh, New York that we'll discuss over the course of the day. Obviously, a lot of news in the National Football League throughout the week that we we do uh, as we we are want to do here on Fox Sports Sunday. That we'll we'll add our two cents and, and tie a bow on some of it, some of it, push it to the side, and then wait for the next iteration of things to come. And then, obviously, you know, we had Tyree Kill and the deal that mm. happened in the week. So we'll Not talk familiar. about. Sometimes I forget that happened this week. So that, that was this week. No, because actually, yeah. you know, it's funny in, in doing show prep, running around like an idiot. Uh, again, as you do, is you know, I'm I'm an active dad of. All right, I got a. Th- theater kid so you go and you volunteer and you're helping move merch and concessions trying to raise money for the school and then you're running around as a soccer parent driving miles from nowhere to go watch i became the bad guy yesterday because mm-hmm. folks can't open their ears and actually understand no, what you're saying can't understand well you, people have a hard time listening you know that move in in soccer right when the ball goes up in the air a lot of folks just freeze mm. trying to gauge it whatever trying to trying to figure it out so i yell something to the effect of Everybody flat-footed get there. The parents of the opponents took it as I was criticizing their children. <clears throat> because they're flat-footed? Well, but it was like everybody was just kind of standing around. It's like, someone get to the ball. You have a wide-open spot that this thing is going to land in. One touch, back of the net. So the mm. one girl that made a play on the ball scored the goal while everybody stood around. But it's like, our kids are working hard. I got called every name of the book. Like you had their the, girls now looking this, at me from this, the field because the parents are cursing at me in the crowd. The opponent, the the opponent's fans, you. were getting the mad at me. Opponent's fans got mad at you because you said everyone is flat footed. Someone get to the ball, Basically, and they yeah. took offense. Like their kids were standing around not working. Wow. It was the most amazing thing I've ever been part of. Like I got called a number of things that are not FCC compliant to the point they were so loud the referee looked over wow. and the kids on the field were looking over like, why are they screaming at somebody? It, it, was, the, it was the most amazing thing. I'm like, because I've watched this time and time again in these games. Ball gets lobbed in and everybody pauses trying to read it and nobody moves. So it's like, somebody make a play. <laughs> So, and all of a sudden, I'm the bad guy. I'm like, what are we doing here? I, wow. It's like you guys That's are a, over so sensitive here. Very, it, was, it was so bad. Well, especially. And then not once one of their dads looked at me and just went, no. And their coach, 10 seconds after the ball went in, they're like, why are we standing around? Mm, oh. I'm like, oh, oh, wait. The observation. I thought you were going <laughs> to so get they, in trouble from coaching. No, for, no, no. For coaching from the sideline. No, no, no. Their parents, if you want to do that fun. I mean, they were calling out sets, calling out plays, calling out moves, whatever. I'm like, all right, you're you're now doing, and then you're screaming at the officials 47 times. Like, yes, me calling out everybody for standing around flat-footed instead that, of making a play on the ball. 
I mean, I'm the bad guy. Maybe it's the uh, imposing bass in your voice. Well, I'm a powerful and attractive man. Yeah. So you know, maybe, it does. Maybe, it does resonate. Maybe that, maybe that got him because you, you just kind of bellowed it out. Well, it was just funny deep. though. But as soon as the coach went went and got on them a mo- multiple times the rest of the half about standing around. And mm. not moving. Like mm. suddenly nobody had anything else to say. Oh. And while I was waiting for my kid, you, you know, after a, the game, I was standing there probably a good fifteen minutes while they had a little post game meeting and whatever. You had your time. They're, they're all there. Like everybody's got a chance. You you got something to say. I'm I'm not hiding. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just the oddest kind of thing. Cause I'm not like I'm normally pretty quiet. Like I'm, I'm cheering, I'm supportive, but I'm not screaming at anybody. Yeah. And then this one play was, hey, let's let's make a play on the ball. <laughs> And all of a sudden, I'm the bad guy. Uh, I'm sure many teams in the NCAA tournament uh, watched as their title hopes were vanquished. You set it up beautifully with all of the the great storylines that are now threaded throughout. And and certainly, there's that emotional resonance and and the curiosity of Coach K. 13 Mm -hmm. Final Fours, Final Four appearances in five different decades. 31% of his years at Duke, he's made the Final Four. I mean, all of these resume numbers that just boggled the mind. And it's funny, before the tournament, uh, there wasn't a a lot of hype of them winning it, right? Even though they were on a a two-line, there wasn't a lot of, all right, we're going to take Duke. You know, my partner, Jason Smith, I'll hear it nine billion times uh, on Monday about him having picked Duke. But part of it was the storyline. Part of it was the waiting towards the end of games and, and wondering if the human emotion comes into play, which we know it does to mm-hmm. a degree. So it's always a curiosity. I mean, obviously that's not the only yeah. thing because he does recruit fantastic players time and time again. Let's not forget that. I mean, it's you know, good. great, great yeah. coaches are made by the fact that they have great coachable players. Well, look, there's not a coach in the hall of fame who hasn't played with hall of fame caliber players. I will say the one thing that stands out to me about Coach K and the Duke run is I would say the two versions of Duke. There was the version where Duke hot academic school. We got the smarty yardies. Our smarty yardies are better than you, which led to some of the feelings that people have about Duke and the arrogance and all those things. Having been in school during the time of Christian Leitner and Bobby Hurley and Grant Hill and that, that was a part of that narrative. And when Duke took down UNLV, it was like, look at the good student athletes the good versus kids against, yeah. you know, the powerhouse of UCLA, and then they knocked out uh, the Fab Five and those things. But then the 2000s come, and Coach K embraces a little bit of the one-and-done thing. Then Duke became star power, the factory, people coming in, people going out. They were on the front end of that, you know? And so he has been able to do it a few different ways. You look at the team that they have now loaded with McDonald's All-Americans and five-star players. He's able to kind of craft and cobble together a team quickly that has chemistry and they buy in despite having what I would call so many transient pieces. So give him credit for being an excellent coach because that takes some work. And that was also enhanced by his ability to handle Team USA. That really sent him to another stratosphere because when he coached Kobe and those guys, it kind of made him the cool coach which attracted more A-level players to go to the program. And so 
Well, but, but that's the thing. It, it, it's the, the both work together because obviously getting a bunch of guys who are the superstar, because we, we watch it in every mm-hmm. every form, right? The, the kids from different high schools and, and from sports. And if you're watching a little differently, right, as a parent or you're involved in your alma mater, uh, you know, in different programs, these were the best, you know, kid, best students in their high schools Mm -hmm. and now they've got to grow in well for coach k he had all the stars of the nba so he had to learn about you know managing egos to a different level not that you didn't have that already with the success you had at duke but then you apply it back to what is a different basketball culture yeah in the 20 teens and into 2022 of all right how do i get these guys to buy in when i know they're only going to be here for a year and and they are you know transient as you say and it's a different skill set and it takes the adaptability like that's the one thing I would love the the access to whatever the list of questions he asks <laughs> and has asked for him on the recruiting trail because I, I bet you there's a deep psychological kind of test going on there of are these guys going to be adaptable and amenable to what we do to fit back into a team concept for a year knowing that it is just a springboard to the NBA, as opposed to those guys like Leitner and stuff, the the hatred nationwide was you, you saw them everywhere, right? It's like we've, we've uh, talked about celebrated. with guys our yeah, age. they were celebrated. Right, yeah. the guys our age, you know, when we had the Cowboys and the 49ers every week. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they sold and they were great. Mm-hmm. Duke was on every national window. So even if you were indifferent, suddenly you started shifting. It might not have been the individuals. It was just, I'm tired of seeing this team. Yeah, and they were celebrated. I think some of the annoyance that um, – has kind of been a, associated with Duke basketball for so long is because not only that they were good, but they were celebrated as the team and the kids that did it the right way. They were the uh, student athletes that were high achievers in the class while also dominating on the court. And so I think there was that part of it that may have driven uh, a faction of the public crazy. But the other thing that we've seen, and we've seen this when it came to the Patriots when Tom Brady was there, as much as a country as we say that we love winners, we actually hate them. Like, because everyone who wins at a high level, like, we grow to hate them, and we're tired of their success, which is weird for a, com- a country that celebrates success and paints itself as the city on the hill uh, worldwide. We really don't like people that are really, really, really successful. We really don't like. Well, we like really the build successful. up to tear you down. Yeah, we like. Right. We so like, if there's suddenly a crack, whether on the playing field or off it, going to do everything we can to sweep it away, and that's part of that social media microwave culture of the 24 hours. I mean, look how quickly the world kind of went uh, angry on the Warriors. I think they might have been the greatest yeah, example. No, of, that, we love them. We love them. Hey, they ruined the bleeping game yeah, with all their three-point yeah, shots. Yeah, tired of them. Yeah, so it's such a weird deal that in our country, like it was even funny because it was hard for me to play that role like the last week or so. Like, oh, Carolina's the underdog because I typically don't identify with underdogs. Um, and I think some of that comes from depends on if you see yourself as an underdog. And I think so many people identify with underdogs and they like to feel good. Oh, we did it. We overachieved. We had to accomplish these things against all of these odds and yada, yada, yada. And I, I get that part of it. But look, man, sometimes you like to celebrate people who are able to do it consistently over time and continue to do it. Because I think the hardest thing to do is to go from being the hunter to the hunted. And then when you're the hunted 
and you're able to continue to vanquish all foes, to me, that sets you, sets you apart from everybody else. And so I have a great appreciation for those who are able to consistently continue to be the champ. There's something to that. We got more on Coach K, the NCAA tournament. I've got another Gonzaga rant because, well, they went down in flames. Uh, and, you know, my bracket at this point, I mean, it's kindling. I came into the Sweet 16 feeling good, three of my Final Four teams alive. Uh, they were done very quickly. <laughs> uh, it, it dissipated all that happiness, and that's fine because the, you know, one of the things is you, you like to be surprised. I do, at least between the white lines, right? I like a little bit of chaos. The rest of the world, I'd like to be nice, neat, and orderly, and for all, everybody kind of understand the rules of engagement. But when it comes to sports, we're content factories. So whatever's going to make for a better thought piece, argument, debate, it's all good by me. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Armour. We're just getting warmed up here. Fox Sports Sunday got our team Fully assembled, Isaac and Brandon and Chris Perfett uh, as our technical director of the program today. As we continue, hey, do you like baseball? Mm. Well, evidently the good folks in New York do. We'll talk about that next here on Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Greetings and welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Sunday here, Fox Sports Radio. Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks. Thankful uh, to be here with you this morning. It's another day to be great. You woke up, go take advantage of it, get out and see the sunshine wherever you are. Maybe go shovel some snow if you have to where you are or just get out for a walk. Uh, Enjoy your day. Enjoy your people. Remember to hold tight uh, because you got another chance. We appreciate you taking a few minutes as you do so, to bring us along with you wherever you're on the road on a Sunday morning, reading the newspaper, scrolling the web, reading your mentions in your Twitterverse, walking the dog, whatever it may be, uh, grab a cup of coffee, raise it up. Uh, we will do the same to you. Thanks for being part of the extended family reminder. You can take us wherever you go on the iHeartRadio app, Sirius XM Channel 83, your local affiliate. Thank you to those 400-plus affiliates nationwide that bring us to you. Thanks to all those program directors and to you uh, for keeping us on the air. Uh, we appreciate it, and it is not lost on us at all because you have so many choices uh, and allowing us to come in and make you happy, make you laugh, make you think, uh, make you shake your fist in anger, whatever we're doing, uh, we appreciate it. At Bucky Brooks on Twitter, where you find him, find me over at Swollen Dome. And and one of the stories that just continues to have life, later on today we will have Kyrie Irving in a home game for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, a long-awaited day, obviously a lot of consternation and hand-wringing over his situation throughout the year, decision not to be vaccinated, uh, so wasn't available in home games. And, look, we've talked about it going back to October in between NFL prediction-making here on the show, Bucky, of the de Blasio rulings of, hey, you can come in from another state and play. You can practice with your squad, but you can't play at home. Uh, if you're a member of the Nets or Knicks, if you're not vaccinated, which never made any sense. Glad the last couple of weeks people finally realized, wait, hold on. This has been happening all. Yeah, it's been happening all season. And it's not to make it political, not to make it, you know, a, a vaccination. Do, don't, whatever. Mm-hmm. You make your choices for us here on Fox Sports Radio and certainly for the show I do with Jason Smith during the week and here with you on Sunday's Bucky. It's a, all right, we read, react. And we talk about situation at hands as it relates to the policies that keep players on and off the field. And certainly Mayor Adams, who took over for de Blasio with that piece of legislation, right, and that type of uh, mandate in place, uh, he inherited it and decided for a long while not to make any changes. Well, lo and behold, the Major League Baseball season is just a couple weeks away. And to say that some members of both the Yankees and Mets have been a little cagey about their respective Mm -hmm. uh, vaccination statuses would be a kind way to say it. And one of the stars, Aaron Judge, is a guy that the way he's answered some questions, like, all right, so it's him and however many others. And now 
in New York, we have the change to where, again, Kyrie gets to play today, but all speed, full speed ahead for Major League Baseball with the openers on April 7th. And when we start thinking about the political fallout of it, because now we're talking private businesses have their reins released, right? They can go and, and, and it changes up for performances for the NBA and Major League Baseball. You still have a lot in the public sector, people who've lost jobs for refusing to be vaccinated. The major unions are up in arms. Uh, really, a political football to use that phraseology uh, that Adams and his team handled terribly because you would have thought before making any announcement behind mm-hmm. the scene, you had, it all done, you had done at least a little damage control uh, with the heads of said unions to try to reconcile some of that before it became back page, front page, third page stuff for all the fish wraps as you go. But it's certainly something he still needs to battle. But in the interim, we start looking at you know, for the greater good of New York, this is where the spin comes in, right? Of how much the Mets, but more importantly, the Yankees are so integral to the lives and happiness of New Yorkers. Not to mention that between them, you're talking about 45 and 55,000 people can attend each home game and the revenues associated therein. So you can try to play the feel good of this is good for the psyche of a city, but we also know that money talks. And when you're talking 81 home dates at that rate of uh, turnstile passage, uh, right now you got Mayor Adams having to do a, a little bit of spin and control of, of a story that he's lost, at the, at least in any re-election bid. I, I would have to try to set odds that he's probably on the downside with the power of the union working against him. Yeah, no, the union is definitely working against him, and it has been a bit of a bumpy ride or a roller coaster with all the stuff that's going on in New York. Um, Kyrie Irving and those pro athletes have been kind of like the poster children for all things that, I won't say ridiculous, but just odd and unusual, like seeing Kyrie in the building but unable to work and all that other stuff. Like it certainly uh, created a bit of a stir. And now that we're kind of going down the stretch and we have baseball about to um, tee it up, we have basketball coming down the stretch in the postseason. And you're beginning to get more guys on the floor. Like, you're going to have some of this stuff and look back and say, was it really all worth it? Did they make the best decisions at all the time for everybody involved? I don't know. I mean, I think it's a tough job. But because he's a bit of what we call a showtime uh, politician, he kind of likes the bright lights, the stage, and the mic. Uh, He's going to get some pushback. And he's going to get some of that because he has done it in, I would say, maybe flamboyant uh, finishes when it comes to his pressers. So you can get some of that. He certainly puts himself in the best venues, right? <laughs> we're we're going to do the announcement from the sites as opposed to just, you know, the backdrop in the mayor's office. Yeah. Right? Let's take it on the road and, and road show and workshop this. Like, okay, I, I get I get the optics to some degree as you're making a decision affecting them, but you still need to, if, if you're going to be true to your line a few weeks ago about mm-hmm. being beholden to all of New York, you, you should, you should do that. So uh, for the mayor, it is a, a difficult proposition, no question about it, and he's walked right into it. Let's let's hear a little bit related to this controversy. There's a lot going on. Um, I had to keep pinching myself Thursday uh, and Wednesday uh, when all the news was coming out. And, um, you know, like I've been saying from the beginning with all this, it's never been just about me. 
and uh, you know any special privilege or exemption. Uh, I think there are a lot of people dealing with uh, real consequences from uh, being unvaccinated, and uh, I don't think it's talked about enough in terms of our essential workers and people on the front lines. And um, you know, it's just it's a whole community of us that uh, you know really want to stand together. And though I'm very appreciative of Mayor Adams doing what he did, and, and everyone in our Nets organization, everyone you know sending in notes to the, uh, to the mayor and um, tweets or you know Instagram posts, whatever you call it. Um, you know, now is the time to, to really get all of us included and um, get everybody back to work so we can get some normalcy around here. Kyrie Irving responding to the news that he was going to be available uh, as the circumstances suddenly changed with Mayor Adams and the hardline stance because he did a lot of grandstanding on it, right? We're not, because oh, remember, because uh, Kevin Durant had his quotes calling him out, yeah. you know, by his first name and, and saying, hey, let's get this done. And then the fiery response was, we're not doing this and changing rules just for the benefit of one, which as it were, I mean, there, there are more, but certainly this was related a lot to just the hot potato debate uh, nature of what was going on with Kyrie Irving. And again, uh, a powder keg, and you can feel about it how you will. Uh, he's got to answer to the folks in the locker room, right? Fans can be upset. Yeah. Fans can be angry that, you know, they're right now in the play-in set of circumstance based on him missing half the season, right? And once he comes back, half the home games since. So you, you've got a, a lot of that, and then you still have to deal with if you end up playing Toronto, uh, and that's going to be for baseball as well. We'll find out really quick uh, which guys can't play uh, with the Yankees because of the way the schedule's done and certainly trips to Toronto for all teams. Uh, we'll see how that plays. But for Kyrie Irving, pinching himself with the news, making his statement uh, about how he'd had his group of people and whomever else with him. Yeah, you know that people. That, that stayed. His tribe. Well, but look, to in the end, I'm sure they're going to claim victory to a degree, right, of, all right, I didn't get vaccinated and the season's still going and I'm allowed to play. But you're certainly going to have a lot of fans. Like if they exit early, right, if they exit early, it's still going to be like, well, you didn't, you guys weren't there enough or you weren't there enough to get us out of a precarious situation and we played from a real disadvantageous spot so once we got to the playoffs it was too late to make a push yeah um here's the thing though and i think anyone looking at this nets team realizes how talented they are and how dangerous they are when everyone is back together uh this is a better version of the team like the trade i would say maybe the controversial trade of james harden to bring back ben simmons and a bunch of other guys has made this brooklyn team a lot better and kevin durant has stepped up his game playing more like a point forward as opposed to uh, just dropping dagger after dagger as the finisher. Kyrie Irving can go off at any time. And then it's the other guys. Seth Curry, we saw Andre Drummond. We've seen Blake Griffin. uh, On and on and on. And they're beginning to put it together. And they dispatched of a Miami Heat team that has been at the top of the deal. And so this team is dangerous. And so, yeah, there is some pressure on them, on Kyrie, to deliver, but he has shown by having these explosive games when his number has been called, at any time he can take it over. And I think for him, 
he will look forward to the opportunity to do it on a big stage because it gives them a chance to kind of rewrite the narrative. Absolutely. And we've got one more quote from him coming up in a minute. But first, we're going to go over Isaac Lohenkron. Get an update on what's trending across our sporting universe. What's going on, buddy? Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bucky. What's trending? A man going to the Final Four for a record 13th time. Mike Krzyzewski is his two-seed Duke, defeated four-seed Arkansas in the Elite Eight Saturday night, 78-69. to Also advancing to the Final Four on Saturday night, Villanova for the third time in the last six years. This is the two-seed, defeated five-seed Houston, 50-44. to NBA Saturday night, as Bucky mentioned. The Brooklyn Nets winning at Miami 110 95. The Heat on a four game losing streak, their longest this year. Memphis on a four game winning streak. All those victories without John Morant. He continues to be out with right knee soreness. But last night they beat the Milwaukee Bucks by 25, 127 102 to improve to 52 and 23. Finally, one of the craziest stories came last night. In Toronto, so so you guys know at, at all arenas, the speakers that they you know they play the audio from the the music system and the, and the public address system. They have speakers hanging down from the ceiling of the arenas. Well, last night the Toronto Raptors in Toronto hosting the Indiana Pacers, and somebody looked up at one of those speakers, and it was on fire. Nice. Uh, so they Second said, fire in a stadium in a week. Uh, pretty much. It's uh, <laughs> right because they had that in Denver the other day. It's like, wait, what's? Going oh on? yeah, that, that was that was a pretty that, that was a big big fire, and people were joking. Oh, we let Russ cook now that he came to town, and look what happened. So last night in Toronto, they're like, um, yeah, the the, the 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 speakers on on fire, a eh? because it is in Canada, and uh, so eventually they looked up and they said, yeah, we better call the fire department so uh they had to delay the game for 70 minutes and they had to evacuate the arena everything turned out to be fine they did not let the fans back into the arena after this so the game concluded without fans the raptors won it by 40 but as this was happening it led to one of the great public address announcements you'll ever hear this is the raptors public address announcer herbie kuhn and he's trying to very calmly inform the fans that they have to evacuate but he has to keep them calm and listen closely. The fans start grumbling, and you actually hear, shh, listen to this. At this time, by order of the fire chief, we are being asked to slowly and calmly evacuate the building. There is no threat. Shh. There is no threat to public safety. I'd like to repeat, there is no threat to public safety. The game has been suspended, and we need to ask you to please, in an orderly and calm manner, evacuate Scotiabank Arena. I love that. The man shushed. He shushed. A crowd. (laughs) And he never missed a beat. It was great. You know, public address announcers in the NBA especially, they're known for, let's play some defense. Fans on your feet. And this guy goes, shh. And, the, and he never misses a beat. That was one of the best announcements ever. All polite yet forceful. Of course, it is in Canada. Back to you, fellas. Uh, it's, and then he said, sorry. 
Thanks, Ilo. <laughs> At Isaac Lohenkron on Twitter is where you find him. Uh, we'll have Ilo with us all morning long. Hey, hiring heating up? Indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. Sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on Indeed whose resumes match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Speaking of Indeed, with the tournament in full gear, final uh, games of the Elite Eight and those lowly North Carolina Tar Heels later on today, uh, be sure to check out the Bracket Challenge Day Standings on FoxSportsRadio.com for Fox Sports Radio's Million Dollar Bracket Challenge powered by Indeed. Go there, search really, and scroll. You're going to be on the site a while to find my broken, terrible bracket. It looked good for a while. Nine teams in the uh, Sweet 16, and then one by one as if... uh, I don't know. The basketball gods did not like me. They all fell to the wayside. <laughs> all right. I wanted to close the, this conversation with New York and Kyrie at, at this point with, with this statement. Get your reaction. Quote, I love it here. Once summertime hits, I know that we'll have some conversations, but there's no way I can leave my man seven. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. I can't leave my guy. Didn't he sit on a court in a Celtics uniform saying, I'll be here as long as you'll have me? Yeah, but it's different, though, because that, that they didn't have the seven that he's talking about. Kevin Durant, they're, by, they're guys. And I think you have to understand, Kevin Durant stood by his guy the entire time. He never took a, a, a sub shot at him. He just kind of took well, it he like, backed hey, him, a backed him the entire time. time. Sure. Hey, whenever he gets back, he gets back. I'll do more. He did more in his absence. Kind of a ride or die dude, kind of makes it, kind of makes it hard to leave that because let's let's be honest, where else is Kyrie going to go though? That's a good like question. who else is going to support him? Like these guys have supported him and the team around him and those things because for Kyrie he still has to win and win at a high level, even though he may not act like it matters to him. He wants to win, and on this stage with this team, he absolutely can win now. Yeah, they're interesting. Seth Curry obviously being back on the court, huge. Games he missed, there's 17 a night. That that was mm-hmm. a throw-in in that deal. It would be nice to see Ben Simmons, but I'm not expecting him. Much like Ilo had the update with John Morant not playing, and you see what Memphis continues to do. He's not playing the rest of the regular season, mm-hmm. which means my uh, MVP ticket from a couple months ago. Yeah. I can add that to my bracket, Kindling. <laughs> on the one hell of a bonfire when it's all said and done. Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks. This is Fox Sports Radio's Fox Sports Sunday. And coming up next, we talk Deion Sanders because he's calling out the NFL. We'll get into it next year on Fox. Welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks having some fun with you here on Fox Sports Radio. So much going on in our sporting universe. Another couple of games to set our final four a little later on today, uh, Bucky sitting here on pins and needles as the North Carolina Tar Heels, a number eight seed, eight point favorites over your St. Peter's Peacocks team that everybody's getting on board. And and if it if it did anything uh, in supporting the appreciation of the Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg classic, the other guys. With Michael Keaton, sneaky funny, uh, in the office, and a little bit of Samuel L. Jackson and The Rock to get things started. I mean, then then some good has come from this NCAA tournament, no question about it. We'll get into that game uh, and the rest of the tournament a little bit later on in the show. Hey, if cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads, then you need Indeed because Indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all from one place. Find your next great hire visiting Indeed.com slash credit. Speaking of Indeed. 
With the tournament in full gear, be sure to check out the Bracket Challenge standings at foxsportsradio.com for Fox Sports Radio's million-dollar Bracket Challenge. It's powered by Indeed. Again, keep scrolling. You'll find my broken soul and my bracket. Both on those pages. All right, Deion Sanders, coach at Jackson State, obviously, two-sport athlete. He's a pro football Hall of Famer, one of the all-time greats. Uh, Earlier this week, they had their pro day, and he raised his hand and, and called out scouts of 10 teams. Quote, 24 teams came to witness our kids yesterday in its entirety, and I appreciate you, but there's 32 teams in this Crayola box. Therefore, and then he lists the teams. Where art thou? You could have sent somebody. Man, you could have shown up a little bit, but I guarantee you're going to show up to Mississippi State and Ole Miss. I guarantee you're going to show up there, and I understand you say they have more talent. I understand, but guess what? We're coming. And he's had his recruits, 11-2 season this year, uh, a loss in the Celebration Bowl, but bringing in Hunter and Coleman and and, and guys that were top, top recruits. Uh, opting to come work with him at Jackson State. So I, I ask you, Bucky, I mean, obviously there are a lot of pro days and, and we did discuss the merits of such uh, a bit on last week's show. You can go back to Fox Sports Weekend's uh, Brooks and Harmon and, and find that conversation in full. But, you know, to his point, you've got 24 or 22, whatever whatever the full number was. Uh, that That's good good growth. But one of those that that I wonder from an, an NFL that's working, you know, on the appearances, optics, whatever, mm-hmm. in terms of inclusiveness uh, and, and trying to make sure that everybody's getting their seat at the table and being seen, you know, why there there wouldn't be a low level scout from each squad that at least gets sent for for purposes. And and I and I get I'm talking out both sides as I say that sentence, right? As do. All right, you just have the school, you know, team color, so you get counted versus real inclusion mm-hmm. and really doing the work there versus a cursory appearance. But for Deion Sanders, does he have a point here, or should he be happy that you know we're we're seeing growth to that level of scouting? I think he should be happy that he's seeing growth to that level while also continuing to push the envelope. Just so everyone understands the way that this works, uh, when you're in the pro day part of the evaluation process. Um, the colleges set the pro days. Uh, each team has anywhere from four to six, maybe eight area scouts that are responsible for various parts of the country. And so what happens is, depending on how the schedule is aligned, you may or may not be able to get to Jackson State, depending on what your school that you're coming from or the school that you're going is. When it comes to also determining how many guys will be in attendance, a lot of times it comes down to the number of guys with big grades, meaning the bigger the grades, the more likely they are to get drafted higher, the more um, likely that will then draw general managers, head coaches, and big decision makers to come and see it because they want to cast their eyes on anybody who's a hundred million, like a big-time player, anybody who has an opportunity to be like one of those top-end, high-end players. And so as their talent improves, they will naturally get more people to come down. But to have 24 in attendance this year, that's, I mean, that's, that's pretty good based on when they really put all this stuff together. Yeah, because I think one of, one of the things that comes away with it is like, yes, you're Deion Sanders, but you're now just a coach. Mm-hmm. Not, not to be, because it's still Coach Prime and whatever. I get it. 
Mm-hmm. You earned your respect on the field. True. And you're working your way in the coaching world. Uh, but, like, they're not coming to see you. So, <laughs> they, there's not, like, the star power of, hey, I, I should be the draw. Like, to your point of, do you have enough players to where, as you're doing your budgeting and, you know, both in terms of dollars and cents for travel, but also your manpower and women and whoever's in your scouting yeah, department. Does, yeah. it, does it make sense to disperse them that way? Yeah, so it has to be a wor- like you want to be a worthwhile trip, right? So I know there were some other schools in attendance and maybe their guys can say, you just wanted to be a worthwhile trip. So you go there and you're able to look at multiple guys and multiple guys who have grades that make them worthy of being draft candidates, meaning they're they're – Three O or higher, they they get that. Then it gives you a chance to legitimately be um, kind of like viewed as a legitimate prospect, not three O. So the grading system, like we were talking about, anything over five O, which was a free agent grade. If you have enough of those guys with like legitimate grades, then you attract more people because people want to make sure they get their their eyes on all the pro prospect, all the prospects to have a legitimate chance. Yeah, because the other thing he does here effectively is because he is Deion Sanders, uh, it's a story we talk about by him calling it out, which means a couple of those guys are going to get their names mm-hmm. back in circulation. So it is, yeah, it he's is create, a nice push-pull kind of thing. Yeah, he's doing a good job of creating conversation and attention around his program. Uh, and as he gets better players in the program, because two young guys that he's bringing in, those guys that were top five recruits, um, Trevor Hunter, legit. Uh, the other little wide receiver, legit. So they're going to be more guys to come through. As you get more high school um, blue-chip players, naturally that'll lead to more blue-chip players making their way to the National Football League. Because it's fun because, you know, we've watched it in college buckets. Mm-hmm. And we certainly see it in this tournament in the last couple of years. Now you're seeing it uh, in the college football ranks as well. You can find players anywhere. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Harmon. Coming up next, we get into, well, the biggest story circulating in the NFL. It is that there are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Deshaun Watson press conference next here on Fox. Welcome in. It's hour two of the program. Sometimes you dance around the elephant in the room. We'll get into that in a moment. Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks. Happy to be with you here as we get ready for Elite Eight Part Two. Today, a lot of the career retrospective as if it were done and as if Duke didn't advance. Here's all the data points of the incredible career of Mike Krzyzewski. Here are the list of players, the coach's tree, all of those. And you and I have talked about it again, uh, a bunch, Bucky, and obviously going to your North Carolina roots uh, and you're ready for today, but some of those guys that were the hated players. And it's always been curious to me of, you know, all those guys were hated, but everybody loved Grand Hill. How did he get a pass? Such a good dude. That's why he got a pass, because he's such a great dude. And he was talented, and then he went on to be everything. He didn't say boo. I think the part that uh, got Duke was not only Duke being good, but then it was Christian Leitner being, at the time, the face of the program. And he would get away with doing some villainous stuff when he stomped on the guy's chest. And then, as we talked about, people hate winners. He had a couple big shots. The shot that he hit in UConn, I think, to advance him past the regional final. Um that kind of started it, but then the shot against Kentucky to do it, to push them past. So he had a handful of those things where you just, you know, I won't say annoyed. Hey, Grant Hill got him the ball. He did. Made a great inbounds pass. How about that? You know, that was like mm. run, throwing on a pro day. Yeah. You know, great, it was like he was throwing the air, pass. nobody there. Yeah. It's like, it you know, it goes back to that soccer thing. Hey, the ball was up and nobody bothered to play it except the one guy. Nobody bothered to play it. <laughs> except the one guy. That, that is, that is, ah, that's that a is something that happens. Yeah, that's yeah. what we do. A lot, of, a lot of standing around and looking sometimes because uh, that's always been the criticism when you're playing with a great player. It's like, all right, you just go do it. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, so. don't, yeah don't, don't sit on the side eating popcorn. Got to get in there. You got to be a part of it. Make yourself available. Always uh, an option. At Bucky Brooks, where you find him on Twitter. You, you read him, NFL.com. Updated draft analysis, pro day analysis, uh, all the things flowing out of the combine, what everybody's saying. Bucky synthesizes it, gives you his opinions there, his top fives, all of those things, the moving, um, well, the waters of change, how much Malik Willis and the mm-hmm. love affair people have with him, Matt Corral, all the other, uh, find and read it there. See him on NFL Network. See him on Fox Sports 1. Of course, at Bucky Brooks on Twitter, you find all of that and the analysis here every Sunday. Happy to have him uh, and chop it up uh, for every sport and certainly uh, all the inside glean from his years in the NFL as a player, as an analyst, as a scout, all of those things uh, come to us here. And, and a story that I think we're still trying to get our arms around, right? We talked about it last week in in the immediacy, the Deshaun Watson 
trade to mm-hmm. Cleveland, the huge contract, all of those things. And just there, there's still just that unseemly mm-hmm. kind of um, the other side, right? You know, when you yep. know how the sausage is made. I was having a conversation mm-hmm. with someone yesterday kind of, you know, about being in the business as long as, as you and I have, right? And and sometimes what you see, what you know, the stories you hear right. about different aspects of things. For me, I've long been around trading cards and memorabilia. So there's certain parts of that business that that I know a little more firsthand that I like the rest of it enough to put up with the other. Likewise, the NFL, there's stuff that you, you love the league, you love the competition, you love 98% of the people that are associated with it, players and all the way up the ranks. And then you've got a very small percentage that vex you to a whole other level. And this situation with Deshaun Watson, particularly coming out of the press conference, right? I think people come to grips with, all right, mm-hmm. there's 22 cases that still need to be decided. And we're hearing that could be another year, which if that mm-hmm. happens, Bucky, think about it. If no, and, and there's a report that the NFL wouldn't deal with a suspension until those are, are decided, whether they are mm-hmm. dismissed or whether a settlement's reached. There's 22 for now. And that's the other part is you never know what else because you've had a lot of other women, right? Other masseuses mm-hmm. and you hear the promo from two cups and a, two two uh, pros and a cup of joe uh kind of talking about it. it's like, you know, we had a number up to up to about 50, right? Because there were a lot on the other side that came and said, "Well, I, I dealt with him whatever," which is a whole other conversation about how many masseuses one needs. But that that's, you know, for other folks to decide. I I've never hired one either through Instagram, nor just in general. So I, I, I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. wh- whether we should be putting a cap on a guy. He is what he is, as, as long as, you know, we don't have what's been alleged. Because obviously, mm-hmm. you know, that, that falls out there. But if it goes a full year before the NFL would have to do anything, all of the talk this week about how his contract is structured will be rendered moot. And his punishment from the league would come on year two of the contract, which is not a million dollars. And suddenly, you know, folks that wanted him to have a pound of flesh paid in terms of fines. Cause look folks, I know it's a lot of money and you know, for you and I, and, and everybody out there listening, you know, if you start saying, well, he's going to get fined, whatever he would lose 10 million or 15 million. It's still 15 million off two thirty. It's still a haircut in the like it's a large haircut, but it's still a a smaller percentage on a relative basis. Yes, it's far more than the five hundred thousand it would be now, but it's still on the whole not materially hurting him. So anybody that wants him to feel pain wherever it, he's not he's not going to feel it from any suspension fine. It's it's just not, especially now that the contract is guaranteed. Again, I'd love to see how it's structured, but in that press conference, given ample opportunity, there was no football talk even mm-hmm. though it was just Andrew Barry and Stefanski and Deshaun Watson. The owners were off in Europe. They did a Zoom call on their own, but everybody passed the buck, uh, especially the owners, just saying, hey, this was a football decision. They they mm-hmm. wanted to pursue this, and, and look, the Haslam's are signing the check. To think that they can push it all back on Barry and the front office to me is – I mean, it's look, try, try that PR move. That's not going to work. You still have to wear it. It's still your team. Mm-hmm. So, a couple of different things, right? Because I think I have to be very measured with how I, I kind of approach this thing. 
Um, well, as we should, right? Because yeah, no, there is no, still yeah, a lot to be no, found it, out. There's, there's a lot to be found out, and people have kind of dug in early um, in the court of public opinion about what has and what hasn't happened and how this should be handled and those things. All right, let's say first. One, you got to wait for the legal process to play out. So we've seen the criminal process begin to play out. Another grand jury dismissed and refused to indict him on criminal charges and accusations of whatever that was being alleged. Okay, so now the civil suits, 22 civil suits that have to be resolved at some point. Now, he, during the press conference, talked about uh, he wants to clear his name and that he's going to fight the civil um, allegations which is his right and which he should if he feels strongly enough about what is being alleged that um, he didn't do, then he should fight to clear his name. Because here's what I always want to know. I don't know what people expect him or the team to say at these presses because regardless of what they say, you and I know that it's not going to change the opinion one way or the other. Well, and with if, 22 cases yes. still pending, yeah, what the like, hell can they say? He can't say anything. And so if Andrew Barry has stood up at the mic because I saw all the reporters saying, well, I just wish he would have come out and said that this was a football move. We think he's a good player. He's going to help us get to the Super Bowl. If he says that, then we take him to task for saying that. But like, he doesn't have to say it. They're sitting at a podium. Yeah. So, They're sitting at a podium talking about a contract they signed. Why does he need to verbalize? Because, hey, can you say you're on cloud nine? We're on cloud nine. Thank you. Because, we have our quote. Because, hey, come on. Because that was the thing. And then when it comes to the morality of it all, right, I think people have to understand this, and they have to look at the NFL and look at all the CD, as you said, how the sausage is made. Remember, we have had owners that have been jammed up and pinched in situations. Robert Kraft, Jimmy Haslam, Jerry Jones. Well, we and got Daniel like Snyder. five things going um, on right now that are right. still kind of in a so, state so, so, of so the league. What are we doing? The league has been kind of icky when it comes to dealing with those things. That's, so a, good, it, that's it, a good it, term right it, there. It, it, so it, for, look, it kind of trickles all the way down. But I think what people have to remember, this is a bottom line business. Winning is essential to the bottom line. The Cleveland Browns are in the business of winning games. The decisions that are made on and off the field are supposed to be done to put them in the best position to win games. For everyone who is thinking that the National Football League is going to be the morality police when it comes to how issues and those things are done, I understand that, but that is not what the NFL is for. And so it is one of those things that everyone kind of latches on and attaches to that. But I'm going to say this. For all of the energy that has been directed towards the Deshaun Watson thing, I'm just curious why that same energy wasn't used for Tyreek Hill signing with the Miami Dolphins. Because if we go back and rewind a little over a year, there are some heinous allegations on Tyreek Hill um, and what took place in his house. Going back to what happened when he was coming out of college, there are some heinous allegations and things that took place with him and someone that he was with. And so my thing is, I just wish that we'd be outraged at a consistent level and direct that same energy and not pick and choose who we team. 
to go. Yeah, I, I think to to a degree, like Jason and I talked about this. Jason Smith and I, seven to eleven Pacific here, weeknights, Fox Sports Radio. We talked about that because right, one of the teams involved in theory, if nothing else, even if they were just a pawn, was the Jets. And, and Jason's very upfront about this stuff. It's like there's there's that feeling of he's a good football player. I can appreciate the highlights, but he's hard to root for. Right, mm-hmm. going back to Michael Vick and mm-hmm. the and what went transpired there. Yep. Look at Tyree Kill. Look mm-hmm. at Kareem Hunt, and you can pick like all of these guys. Right, right throughout the league with Deshaun Watson, he becomes a face of a franchise, sets a new record while all this is still mm-hmm. being. And I think sorted. that's what, and I think there, I think, I think, I think that's, that's what, why there's the see, extra energy. To I think it. I think that's what's mad. I think that's what kind of makes everyone mad. It's the allegations, so. and there's 22. Yeah, right. But, but, I mean, like, no, but yeah. like the severity of Tyreek Hill, I'm not. I wouldn't downplay it. But I, I think his point was well taken because he also included Ben Roethlisberger. He also included in, in just discussing as we do on mm-hmm. on our show, like we'll appreciate what happens in in the play and what the and, and we celebrate the the plays on the field. But there's still that distance. Right. In terms of, of how we we've approached it, and I think we're kindred spirit a little bit in that way. Like I could appreciate the player, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the, as people say, "Don't hate the player, hate the game." Whatever. In this case, it's a all right. I appreciate the athlete, but you got to recognize with that comes it's it's hard to root for a guy. I guess, but but then but then, flowing, but then, right? but then so but your then, fandom gets in I, a strange okay, so, kind of so place, there, right? Yeah. So there are a couple of things with the fandom being skewed. Okay, because I saw a lot of people say, oh, I'd never root for the Browns again. Okay, well, if you're never going to root for the Browns again, how did you wrap your mind around the fact that Kareem Hunt, one of your players, has an issue? So if you didn't like the Browns, you probably should have already been off the Browns. You should have been off. No, I I, 100%. Based based on that, because Kareem Hunt has played, and he's continued to be a player, and like he has been that. The other thing with Deshaun Watson, and maybe I'm too literal when it comes to like what we say we want to do when it comes to the legal process. I think if we're going to go at anyone who's been alleged to do anything, then that's not really kind of sticking to the thing of, A, innocent until proven, guilty, whatever it is. And even though the burden of proof is lower right. in a civil suit, they haven't played this part out in court. We only have reports and investigative reporting, but we haven't had any of the court proceedings or anything like that. Like, we can say, like, uh. It reads nasty, but until we have both sides going back and forth and litigating it, I don't know what to do with it because no, an allegation is an allegation. I don't know what to do with that, and that's not being insensitive. It's just I don't know what to do, so before I can weigh in, I probably need to let the experts determine what happened or what they believe happened before I can say, like, oh, he's this or that. I just don't know what to do with allegations as opposed to resolutions and those things. No, and so I, it's, I, it's hard for me to say, hey, sure. I'm gonna put I'm gonna paint this player like this. I can say like, eh, it seems like a lot, but I don't know and I don't know what to do with it. And so I don't want to say maybe some of the outrage may be a little premature because things haven't been decided. And I, I just don't know what to do with this. And so that's that makes it very, very difficult and challenging to kind of dig in and say, look, I'm gonna put a line in the sand and say, hey, he should or shouldn't never play. I I don't know. Well, but that's it, right? In in the end, for the NFL, they've got their set of rules. They've got their personal conduct policy. 
And you can argue with however that is applied. Mm -hmm. But in this case, we haven't hit that sticking point. We'll continue talking about this uh, because I, I think it is a, a nice, larger, weighty, uh, weightier discussion of society at large. But certainly for the NFL of what, what are we what are they trying to achieve? And as a fan, what what are your expectations? We'll get in that deeper. You got thoughts at Bucky Brooks at Swollen Dome on Twitter. Keep them coming here on Fox Sports Radio. We'll continue with this. Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. And then eventually we'll get to Tyreek Hill and that deal coming up next year on Fox. We really should just roll for four hours because the conversations continue here at Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks. Team fully assembled. We'll hear from Isaac Lohenkron in just a couple of minutes. But as you and I are talking, Bucky, and... You know, we, we get into an animated discussion about situations like this in the National Football League and, and where we see the wringing of hands and the outrage. And obviously, when you make a lot of money and you're in the public forum, certainly uh, things get amplified. And with Deshaun Watson, it's just the, the largesse of what is sitting still sitting on the table, right? When we talk mm -hmm. about the legal process. So even though... No criminal charges have been filed, right? No indictment, but it was there. So that that's pushed to the side, right? That doesn't go away, and that's, that's something people mm -hmm. need to remember, that in all of these conversations, again, owing back to the press conference, and like, well, they didn't address this head-on. And the football side, they didn't address this full-on, right? So Andrew Barry asked directly, do you and does the organization believe there was no wrongdoing? And Barry responded, quote, we feel very confident in Deshaun the person. We have a lot of faith in him. And we believe as he gets into the community and our organization, he's going to make a positive impact. And again, mm -hmm. people were upset that he didn't directly address the question as it was asked. And again, with 22 civil cases pending, that's not for Barry to discuss there, right? And, and it's, I don't think it's really in the end. They know what they know through investigation, phone calls they made, whether mm -hmm. they, you know, folks that wanted him to reach out to the attorney for all the women yeah. made, made no me, sense because what was that guy going to say? Yeah, let me, let, me, let me address this so everyone understands. Does that just check the box? Yeah, let me, so everyone understands like the inner workings of, a team and a front office and the way that you go. So when you have a front office and you have an organization, there is always someone in the uh, organization that is the head of security. So the head of security is typically a former FBI or some kind of law enforcement officer. And what they do is they're able to make the phone calls to get what you need to get done when it comes to it. Because here's what happens in the draft process. So the draft process, probably about a week before the draft, the head of security comes in with a notebook on every prospect that is on the board. And we flagged them. Okay, hey, this guy has this. We got to take him off the board. We had this guy has this. We got to take him off the board based on whatever the heinous acts or responsibilities are and what the team standards are. So there's someone in the building who has that access. So... When people are outraged that a team didn't reach out to Tony Busby, the lawyer, directly and didn't reach out to any of the um, women alleging these acts, it's because in the building, someone has contacted people behind the scenes in the legal law enforcement down in Houston, people around the thing that have a strong 
inner working or knowledge of the case. And to the Browns, whatever they got back satisfied what they were doing. So typically, we don't ask questions to people where we don't already have the answers to. So in their mind, because they did the deal before the grand jury played out, they had a strong inkling that it was going to play out like that. Like you typically don't make moves knowing that you're going to get egg on your face that early. They did, for the most part, they've been kind of assured, here's what's coming down the pipe. Here's what we have. Are we comfortable with what we know to be true to this point? And they made a decision like, okay, we're good with that. What we discovered, eh, it may be, as we say, icky, but we're okay with that because we know what's going, we, we anticipate what's going to happen and there won't be any surprise because ownership wants to make sure, hey, we just can't have any surprise. Given how big this is, ownership cannot sign off on anything that, look, there's a smoking gun or there's something that's about. Well, and that's the thing, right? The difference between the civil and criminal as we talk about the burden to prove uh, and pushing forward. Like they fully recognize no matter what happens in any of these civil cases, there's a suspension coming from the league. Mm-hmm. And now it's just a question of how severe it is. Is it eight games reduced to six? Right. Is it a full year reduced right. to eight? What, whatever the case may be. And during the process, you and I talked about it, you know, and, and I like what Davis Mills did at the end of the year for Houston, but at no point was there forced the issue of trying to get him on the field last year. It's like he was still eligible. Mm-hmm. Would he have gone into the exempt list, which I think we still they're wonder out of time. No, they're <laughs> trying to, to wait. Tell what's going no, on they're, there, trying to, yeah. they're trying to wait. They're trying to wait until the last possible minute to have to do that. Right. Because what you don't want to do is you don't want that necessarily to be the holding tank for everybody. Because as a commissioner, what you're trying to do is you're not trying to take away a player's opportunity to play before you absolutely have to. You want to try and get all of the facts and get everything to play out. Until you say, okay, we probably need to make this decision now because it's about to happen. So that's why they're slow playing it because there hasn't been any reason to. And understand that there are always conversations between teams and the commissioner's office to know what is going on and how this is played out. Sure. And so when people are outraged by that, understand the National Football League is a $10 billion business. If you don't think that they have the ability to access information, to get the information that they need to get to make sure that these multi-million dollar decisions aren't going to embarrass them in a major way. But to go back to something you and I were talking about off air, that that we pull back in here, right, in terms of the selective outrage. And and it's, it's new when it's a new contract, right? And it's the new guy coming to town. But for Cleveland in particular, we can go through back, back through their mm-hmm. history and we celebrate the life and career of Jim Brown. Who's one of my favorites right? all the time, but, 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 but they were there, stuff, there's stuff, stuff in the past. So, like, it's that same kind of energy. Right. If you're going to be, through, right? yeah, if you're going to be off the Browns, you probably had reason to be off the Browns well before Deshaun Watson showed up, right? There are a handful of players who may have donned the uniform, who may have been involved in things that were unbecoming. And so if there's some things that you view to be unbecoming of what you expect from your player, eh, they, they probably provided you with enough examples that you're like, you know what, I probably should take my fandom and go elsewhere. And so that's the thing. Now, face of the franchise, quarterback, all of those things certainly matter. Now, we, we used to have a standard when I worked in front offices. We was like, 
that quarterback has to be presidential. Meaning, when that quarterback steps to the podium, there has to be something regal about him. Uh, The way he dresses, the way that he talks, the way that he walks, the way that he carries himself should be akin to the president. That's how it should be. When you looked at Matt Ryan go to the Indianapolis Colts, the way he got off the plane, the way he addressed the podium, the way that he brought Johnny Unitas and all those in, in my mind, I was like, oh, yeah, that's what a franchise quarterback is supposed to do. That's, that's how it's supposed to feel. Right. That, that's, that's our error. They're supposed to be immaculately dressed. Like <laughs> Which all is, of again, that. why Baker Mayfield is always that outlier guy. <laughs> right. Right? And, and, and guys of, of I mean, you, that, you can that, line that's up what it there. Is. And look, it's, it's, does, it's, it it's changed a little bit. Like, it's changed. But that is the standard by which we used to hold the president. So I understand, like, all the stuff we talked about, like, the, the quarterback can't be involved in – no one should be involved in this kind of stuff, but the quarterback in particular, the representative, because outside of the CEO, the head coach, quarterback is the face. And the quarterback is seen that's each it. and every day he represents. And so when you turn on the TV and you see him, you got to be like, oh, yeah, that's our, that's that's our, our quarterback. Guy. Yeah. And, He's and, so like, and so that's also why the decision was big. And so in my mind, when I see the Browns not only bring him on, but give him the contract, to me it says that, they know far more than we know about what's going on. And they were confident enough to deal with the debt. Hey, we're going to have to eat it for a while, but we feel good about our processes that we're not going to be embarrassed by what it looks like down the road a year from now. Yeah, and that's the the hard part, right? Private business and even government, if you were to tie them together, they know a lot more than they're ever going to be able to tell you or want to or should have to, right? There's got to be some level of trust to a degree that – they they know what they're doing, and maybe that's eroded wherever you want to place that. That's that's on you. Mm-hmm. I'm not having that kind of conversation. But they don't owe full explanations. And they, that, they made they made their decision. Right, and you like it or don't. Right, and and my my suggestion to them. Oh, that's it. We're done with it. Like at at some point, because they never can. Well, no, they you're never, never going to make. It. Yeah. So so what has to happen is you limit his interactions with the press. As leader to GM, the head coach, hey, we're done this investigation. We'll address it all when it's all wrapped up. And we're talking about, like, that's. Who's got a football question? That's, just move forward. That, that That's what it's going to. And so Friday, Friday was Deshaun Watson standing before the firing squad. You take all you take all mm-hmm. that income. Hey, you give them unlimited time. And then at, at the end of that thing, as an organization, you have to be like, hey, look, man, like it or not, this is how we're going forward. Everything now is, is on football. And you have to put all the attention on the field and not move the energy there. Bring a whiteboard to the next press conference. <laughs> Here, let's talk through. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Harmon. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Let's turn it over to Isaac Lowenkron. Get a look-see at the global sporting universe. What's going on, buddy? The center of it all right now, Mike and Bucky, the NCAA tournament, where on Saturday night in the Elite Eight, two-seed Duke defeated four-seed Arkansas 78-69. to So Mike Krzyzewski advances to the Final Four for a record 13th time, and he goes to the Final Four in a fifth different decade, three times in the 80s, five times in the 90s, twice in the 2000s, two more times in the 2010s, and now in the 2020s. 
20s. Two-seed Villanova defeated five-seed Houston 50-44, to so Villanova goes to the Final Four for the third time in the last six years. In the NBA on Saturday night, the Brooklyn Nets wedding at Miami 110-95, and the Memphis Grizzlies blew out the world champion Milwaukee Bucks by 25, 127-102. The Grizzlies have won four straight without John Moran, who continues to be out with right knee soreness. They've won eight of nine and are now 52-23 and 23 overall. Now, finally, Mike and Bucky, of course, coming up later on this Sunday, the Academy Awards, and traditionally the day before the Oscars, the exact opposite, the Razzie Awards, given to the worst movies and performances of the season. Mm-hmm. And last night, they held the 42nd annual Razzie Awards, and the winner for the Worst Actor Award, LeBron James. Ooh, well, he's going to win that award. For his performance, or lack thereof, in the movie yeah. Space Jam, The Legacy. And uh, we actually have uh, the entirety of uh, LeBron's acceptance speech oh, great. Uh, for, for the Razzie, as I understand it. Here it is. Yay. Well, that's good. <laughs> that summed it up. And uh, he also actually cleaned up. He also won the award for Worst Screen Couple. So this was actually LeBron James and any Warner Brothers cartoon character that he dribbled on in the movie. Space Jam, A New Legacy. So who says that LeBron hasn't won anything this year for the Lakers? Back to you. How about that? Coming up in about 10 minutes, we'll talk about his coach who's stumping that he wins a different award. Hey, did you know at one point Halle Berry actually showed up to accept her Razzie? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's She got one for Catwoman, and so she showed up Mm. and said, yeah, I'll accept this. That's fine. Which is kind of cool. I mean, I mean Oscar me winner, right? Yeah, I mean, let me take that. I won all the awards. Well, but, you know, showing a good sense of humor. And that's one that's kind of a cult classic because there's some one-liners in it that uh, put the Batman and Robin mm. movie to shame, mm. right? Where, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger got off a bunch of Schwarzeneggerian, you know, one-liners <laughs> that, you know, the... <laughs> it's, it, yeah, the as Mr. Freeze... Uh, I don't even want to quote them. Some of them were just so bad. Welcome to the new Ice Age and all that kind of fun stuff. Thanks, Ilo. At Isaac Lowenkron, where you find him on Twitter. Uh, We'll talk about uh, LeBron and award season in a minute. But Cleveland on, let's just finish it with just on the field as we Mm -hmm. we do talk about it. Uh, We assume there's suspension. But again, if these cases go out, who knows? He may be under center week one as things currently play out, if the NFL legitimately just does wait for these 22 cases uh, to settle or be dismissed, that he could be on the field. They bring in Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. Landry's gone. Uh, you, you talk about a multi-tight end set. They paid in Joku. And then in the backfield, you expect Kareem Hunt back alongside Nick Chubb. Offensive line, you paid a couple of those guys last mm-hmm. year. You expect them to be healthy. Defensively, you got guys at every level that changed the game. Right now, I'll do my uh, stumping for Greg Newsom, their their pick from 2021, who had a good rookie year, uh, who helps out with Denzel Ward in that secondary. I mean, you got all the makings, if he's the Deshaun Watson of a couple years ago, to where they're really making some noise. So here's, In a crowded division. Yeah, here's what I'll say about... Um, what could happen? Uh, we have seen in the last few years a handful of players make their way into this system. And I will say that this system, which is an extension of the Kyle Shanahan, well, Mike Shanahan system, 
Um, this is a system that can turn average players into pro bowlers, and they can turn pro bowl player, players into MVPs. We've seen the likes of Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, play at a high level in this system. Guys who some would deem to be just guys. We've seen guys like Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers earn MVPs in this system. Mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson is more the latter than the former. And so in this system, with the supporting cast that he would step into in Cleveland, with that offensive line, those running backs, Amari Cooper as a true number one, David Njoku controlling the middle, Harrison Bryant also being a compliment at tight end, and they will fill out the rest of the wide receiving core. He played at an MVP level when they were 4-12 two seasons ago in Houston. This dude could play at an MVP level in this system with this supporting cast. Think like about the idea that, you know, and, and you've heard it in promos and it's something Jason and I talked about a little bit, the fact that Odell Beckham Jr., as he recovers, there's no guarantee he comes back to the Rams. Right. No, and, and, and this recovery, I think the thing about Odell, unfortunately, is the worst time for the, the thing to happen mid February. Oh sure. So even if Long you stretch it out even if you stretch it sure. out like six to nine months, we're we're now talking about maybe a November return. Um yeah. It's not but he's to gonna have at. to play on a bet it bet to bet on yourself kind of contract. So it's like it, where it, do yeah, you want to be? Yeah, it depends. Yeah, and it, it depends on like how whoever Rams or whatever want to sweeten the pot and reward them for whatever it is right. last year. But even without that, and we're seeing, and, and, and this is enough time to talk about this down the line, we are seeing that more teams are increasingly com- comfortable in trusting the number one role to young guys because the draft is producing so many wide receivers that, I'm going to say this, wide receivers are about to become like running backs in terms of some people will never commit the big, big money to their receivers because they feel like they can get another one that they can develop into it. We've seen Justin Jefferson. Like, just look at all the young guys well, that have the last three late. to five years, and that's going to be part of our discussion coming up in about 20 minutes here as we discuss uh, in earnest both sides of that Kansas City uh, Miami trade. So let's put a pin in that for the top of the hour. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Harmon here. It's Fox Sports Sunday uh, on Fox Sports Radio. If cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads, then you need Indeed because Indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all from one place. Find your next hire visiting Indeed.com slash credit. And speaking of Indeed, with the tournament in full gear, Elite Aid finishing today. Be sure to check out the Bracket Challenge standings at FoxSportsRadio.com for Fox Sports Radio's Million Dollar Bracket Challenge powered by indeed go celebrate the guys atop uh, and the women atop the the board and, and mock those that are near the bottom i'll be waiting for your lovely responses at swollen dome coming up next mention lebron wins a razzie well can he win the other most coveted award in the nba his coach seems to think so we'll talk about it next here on fox this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Radio's Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks having a blast with you talking all things in our sporting universe. NFL coming up top of the hour. We'll get back into the big trade. The fallout, Kansas City, Miami. We talked about Tyreek Hill a little bit in terms of that energy that people have or don't related to off-field transgressions and stories. Uh, certainly, uh, as we flow through on a Sunday, there's so much going on. The NFL always we're constantly knocking on the door going, you have a big event. Guess what? We've got more news, more dominoes to fall. And we still have a lot more, right? We're not even done. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of free agents out there. Still a couple of quarterbacks that we'll try to sort through. And depending on <laughs> who you like, uh, like to read, you have different ways uh, that guys get to new teams, releases, and trades that still may be in the offing here as we get ready for the draft. That's right, drafts just in a couple of weeks, which is absolutely insane and and exciting. That'll be in Las Vegas, so wait for the pomp and circumstance, the and obviously all of the risers on our boards here over the next couple of weeks. Why? Because we got to have those, Bucky. Got to. You got to have those, even if nothing else, uh, just to create new content. Uh, as you and I have joked about a little bit. Kind of, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's just it. I mean, that's just... Do we just, like this guy anymore? Did his tape change? No. But why do we like him more? Well, because someone said they liked him more. Yeah. I heard a rumor. Yeah. Thing with a guy in a place. Kind of. Over a shrimp cocktail. Kind of. Or two. Kind of how it goes. Well, that's it, right? It's, it's a business uh, that's constantly... Uh, in motion and fluid, and certainly as you go to the boards, as you alluded to earlier, right? The evaluation process in terms of on-field stuff may be 99% buttoned up pending medical 
updates and whatever, but the background and the information on the players themselves is is still ongoing. And, you know, we have extensive uh, knowledge that, you know, the teams all continue to work those. But we talked about from Ilo's update, the idea of LeBron James winning a Razzie. Congratulations. I mean, put it up on the mantle, celebrate it. Uh, whatever you got paid, whatever your production company got out of the deal and mm-hmm. and and whatever else. I mean, we've seen him in other ventures where there's been some good comedic timing and like he's a smart dude. I, I think he gets uh Yeah. You know, but with great it's the old Spider Man line. With great power comes great responsibility and a lot of blowhards that make their their money based on tearing you down. But one of the other awards that we've got him in consideration, odds makers have him outside the top ten but you look at the individual work that LeBron James has done for the Lakers this year, his coach, Frank Vogel, stumping for him for MVP consideration. And owing back to, we were just talking about Deshaun Watts a couple years ago, the pinball-like numbers for what was overall a bad team. He was never going to get votes, but you still look at the numbers going, well, they're comparable in stature to some of the other greats. When we look at LeBron James for this year, 30 points per game. That is his highest since 2007. Mm. When you talk about individual work, he's averaging 8.2 rebounds, 6.3 assists per game. Now he's far down the list. Jokic and Embiid, uh, Giannis, who quietly just goes out and dominates. Notice how everybody's starting to jump on board Milwaukee's bandwagon. They just oh, yeah. sat they and just it. paced themselves all year. It's like, all right, now it's time to play basketball and, in- <laughs> and increase our seeding. We, we just stay healthy and move on. Uh, but I-, I love the stumping for LeBron, right? You got to show the support because you want to retain your job for next year. But it's, you know, it's it's, it's a futile effort. It's, it's a nice try. And, and I know you got to support your guy, but you also have to be realistic. Yeah. The uh, team, it's a team award as well. It, it it absolutely is the team award, and the team needs to be good enough <laughs> to be in conversation because individually, yes, it's been an outstanding season for him, but the team has been terrible by Lakers standards. And so as much as you want to celebrate him and uh, lift him up for a job well done individually, there is no way, no way that he can qualify for the award. No, he's, uh, right now I think he's like 300 to 1 or something like that, or, or thir- maybe 30 to 1. I looked at it was it was long odds. Basically, he's outside the top ten. It's basically you're throwing your money away uh, if if you go down that road with a couple of weeks left in in the season. Hey, hiring heating up. Indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. Sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on Indeed whose resumes match your job description. Visit Indeed.com/credit. Hey, and speaking of Indeed. With the tournament in full gear, be sure to check out the Bracket Challenge standings at FoxSportsRadio.com for Fox Sports Radio's million-dollar Bracket Challenge powered by Indeed. No doubt the North Carolina Tar Heels and the St. Peter's Peacocks means you don't have a perfect bracket, but you know what? You might still win that 48-inch television. And if nothing else, you're going to finish with a score higher than mine. Guaranteed. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Harmon. This is Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, we keep on in the NFL. Tyreek Hill is a member of the Miami Dolphins. What does it mean? And will Brady be a Dolphin eventually? We'll talk about it all next on Fox. Welcome in. Second half of the show is underway here. Fox Sports Radio's Fox Sports Sunday. Disco ball still spinning. 
Yeah, because we're still dancing because the Elite Eight continues later on today. See how deftly I did that? The North Carolina Tar Heels, the lowly underdog of underdog North Carolina Tar Heels, That's right. survive in advance, the eight seed. Now eight-point favorites. Why? Because they got the Peacocks. Yeah, but that's not even – that's not all of America is pulling for the Peacocks. We've become the villain. It's well, that's just it. You're big, bad uh, North Carolina again. It's unfortunate. You, you weren't big, bad North Carolina coming into the tournament. Oh, no. As we, some would say, they no, limped we, in. We limped in. We were bubble team. That's what they told us. And then what's funny about all of it, right, is like there's the conspiracy theories flowing all over the place as Duke advances with mm-hmm. a big win over Arkansas. Arkansas who beat up and bullied Gonzaga. You want to talk about a team that looks soft? I mean, they, for all of the talk, right, and the conference had gotten its uh, short shrift and and been eviscerated, but the dominance, 20 years, like, all right, at some point you got to get over, like was my argument as the tournament started. But looking at it going, all right, this is, if they're going to do it, you've got Timmy. I mean, you've got Manic. So we got two of the greatest looking, you know, mm-hmm. guys to cheer for in a tournament. And, and Timmy kind of became the villain because – of, of all players, he's one of the few guys that everybody knew his name because yeah. he'd been there. Uh, and obviously, Chet Holmgren. Uh, but he was invisible and then got bullied once he was in foul trouble. Picked up a couple of suspect calls uh, in the second half of that game. But ultimately, they got bullied. They got out physical. Then Arkansas moved on. Now that Duke has won, everybody's starting to wring their hands going, oh, man, they're setting it up for Coach K. And, and I laugh at all of that. But I will say, when they set the brackets together to potentially have the delicious theater that would happen for the first time in their history, North Carolina wins today. We get that part three as part of an NCAA tournament. Right now, there are, what, 256 career meetings between these squads, 257 in the Final Four. How mm. crazy would mm. that be? Look, man. <laughs> I can't I can't focus like you're asking me to take my coach and my my hat off because there's a tough St. Peter's team that is just kind of dispatched of everybody along they're, the way. They're so fun to watch to, though, right? Four yeah, guards. So I, have to, so I have to stay focused. However, if it would come to be where Carolina plays Duke in the final four, um, I think it would be epic. Um, I think it would be an opportunity um, for Coach K to go out the right way, whichever way it turned out, but to play an epic battle like that in the four certainly would be, um, man, it would be everything that anyone could want. However, I can't think that far in advance because – No, you still got a game ahead nah, and, and a Peacocks, team that's played some great defense. Uh, the Peacocks, and they're from New York, New Jersey. They're tough. Which they have wear yes, as a badge of honor. Badge Shaheen of honor. Holloway, certainly yeah, something I'll he's just, talked about a bunch. I hope my little country guys can show up. You know, against them city slickers, you know? <laughs> you know what's funny you know? is going going into this and, and remembering what a player he was at Seton Hall. And it was great seeing the photos that made the mm-hmm. rounds of him as a player. I was talking a little bit off air uh, about my trading card and uh, collectibles pursuit. I have a mini ball signed from Shaheen Holloway from all those years ago that's just sitting in, you know, a, a bin uh, trying to find proper wall space for all of what's sitting there. It's really kind of a mini museum and if i still had all the other stuff that has passed through because of moves and 
you know, gifting and whatever else through the years, man, I, I opened my own mini museum, but watching them play defense in this tournament, uh, winners of now of seven straight and going up against the, these big, what we're seeing seemingly big bully physicality kind of teams and going toe to toe with them night in night out. Right. Cause that was going to be, mm-hmm. it was the ultimate test the, this run certainly through the tournament, but thinking of Purdue out of the Big Ten and Iowa Sam checks in for Chris Perfett uh, as our technical director. I mean, as the Big Ten, we watched it all year long in the physicality of what Purdue had been. It was like, all right, this is where it ends, right? Because you have strength on strength, and then Purdue will outplay them. Well, they didn't. Mm. And now we, we set up here against North Carolina. You've seen, while they don't have the individual, and this is where it gets into that cool mentality of yeah. what team basketball is yeah. you got four guards that all they're interchangeable and yeah. they and they play 40 minutes and like nobody's racking up a 29 point night or any of that stuff you're getting your your 10 and four and 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 just each guy is contributing that but they keep coming at you and i, I think that's the for a tournament that that's what i want right it's the you want you want that type of activity and it's like we're laying it out like if we lose we lose, but we're we're sure as hell not coming in here thinking just because they've got brand equity and we have a small budget, we don't have a chance. Yeah, no, I th- I, th- I think what we learn throughout the tournament, teams that play together, teams that exhibit great toughness, um, teams that play with outstanding effort and energy, they have a chance because those other things, you can continue to do those things regardless of whether you're making shots or not. You can play hard-nosed defense. You can be tough and gritty, uh, put your body on people, and you can play together, and it doesn't matter if the ball's going in the hole. And what has made St. Peter's dangerous is, look, they face all the top seeds. Like, they've already knocked them out. So now that confidence that comes with knocking off multiple teams that were highly regarded, oh, they're going to be a touch. They're going to be such a tough out. Those four guards spreading the floor, being able to spread the floor, interchangeable pieces. They can switch everything on defense. Makes them a hard guard. And a team is ultimately the reflection of your their coach. Their coach is a gritty, tough, fearless leader. And they man, look, they've sipped and com- fully consumed the Kool-Aid because that's how they view themselves. Yeah, it's it's fun, right? Obviously, uh seven wins to finish things out in terms of their conference. And then now three, three wins here in the tournament, Kentucky, Murray state, and that win over Purdue. Uh, and certainly, you know, you're trying to find your heroes and editor of fits that right. Cause you got the bad mustache. Mm-hmm. It's bad. It's, it's a bad one. No, it's, it's not good, but that's the beauty. Cause look, we, we've got to recognize it for what it is. I, I mentioned manic. I mentioned, you know, drew Timmy They're they're guys, you, you got to build your own personal brand. Mm-hmm. Right, and if you just look like the other players on the court, that ain't going to win. No, right, you, so you get some victories, you can ball, and you've got a different look. Look, we're talking NIL dollars. You're competing, <laughs> but, but I mean, you're yeah. competing. You know, not just as a player on the court, but you're also recognizing the opportunity as you get deeper into the tournament. More eyeballs, more segments on sports talk radio and sports television where the images and the sound is going to be there. Your name is going to be there. So people are going to be looking it up. And if you've got a, a unique look, I mean, you parlay that into, into some deals, right? Uh, Eddard's got his uh, Buffalo wild wings now. Yeah. 
right? So, I mean, everybody looking to find uh, their their piece of the uh, the American dream. Everybody wants a little part of it. And I get it. And I understand it. And I think you certainly um, like the way that it is played out. And I think this is one of the things that makes the tournament so fun to watch. Uh, because now, before, it would always go to the Blue Bloods and the heavyweights. But the way the talent has been distributed throughout college basketball now, um, you know, it, man, anybody can win these things. You know, and you have the young teams sometimes that have the one-and-dones that may be super talented. You have the older teams who've played together, stuck around for a long time, learned, uh, developed a little expertise when it comes to playing. It's wide open. Well, what's fun about it, right, is also where you see coaching and players having to rise up in moments from some of these, as you say, the blue bloods, and and we use that Mm -hmm. term. Sometimes it's used as a pejorative now. I'll still call it what it is. You've got history. Well, all that means to me is you've got history and you've been on the stage a while, which is why even though they haven't won, I include Gonzaga mm-hmm. in that list at this point because for two decades, they've been a top team, winning their conference time after time. Six times in the last nine years, they've either been a one seed or a two seed, five ones and a two. So, I mean, they're they're there. They've they've mm-hmm. built that. And and when we look at the some of these rosters where they're only going six, seven guys deep, a little bit of foul trouble, and all of a sudden guys are in positions that are backups having to play some minutes. They haven't played since they were the high school stars where they yeah. were probably blowing out every everybody. I mean, we watched that a little bit with your North Carolina team, uh, and we talked about it. Melting down. Where all of a sudden it's like guys are picking up their dribble. After, they can't break a press. Inbounding the ball became difficult. Little simple things. It's like, wow, this is bad. And they rallied. Right. However, like they got that win, succeed and proceed, yep. learn from it, and mm-hmm. now they're on the stage today uh, against St. Peter's uh, to try to to finish the deal. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Coach K with uh, is one win away from a hundred uh, in NCAA tournament games. Uh, we also have uh, Kansas and Miami, the game nobody's talked about. It's kind of like the uh, Arizona game the other night yeah. when they went down uh, to Houston, like. That was so second, third, eighth screen, depending on what you wanted to watch, right? Because you had a U.S. men's World Cup qualifying game that was on against Mexico. Maybe you're watching that. Maybe you had an NBA game on, all these different things. Like, oh, wait, that game's there. And, and you're going, ah, oh, is, is Akeem Olajuwon? It's like, it's funny you say that. They've shown him 97 times <laughs> in the last three minutes of I this know. game. I know. They showed him a ton. You got you to gotta talk about, uh, hey, you know, we got a famous guy. And then Sean Elliott got some love because the game was in San Antonio. And you know what was really cool is because there were games in Chicago Northwestern made the tournament. There was the logo in the corner. I had to point that out on Twitter. My team made the tournament. <laughs> Your team was a small representative. Uh, wait, wait, wait. The Here's the shot, though. But they got to represent longer than Sam's Hawkeyes. Oh. Men and women. Yeah. The men and no, it's tough, women Hawk, Tough time to see now. The Hawkeyes. He's going to be mad at me now for the yeah, rest of the day. The Hawkeyes. But, but Bucky brought donuts, so that'll help. That'll help ease the pain. At least a little bit. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Harvin. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, we get into the big trade. Winner, loser. And I would say the winner isn't who you think. We'll talk about it next year on Fox. Let's go. Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks. 
My daughter is actually using this song. You're listening live. You're on the podcast. You get no sound, uh, but uh, no music. But the uh, Motown Philly, uh, they're doing a thing for uh, one of her classes at school, and they've got to do a dance. And so they're working choreography to Motown Philly right now. Wow. Playing to the teacher's uh, musical tastes. Classic. So someone else is doing Poison. I'm like, really, in a, in a public high school, should you be uh, running around doing a song where the hook is, never trust a big butt and a smile? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know. But hey, you know, if, if it gets the, the crowd moving and keeps the, the students engaged, I guess, hey, yeah. make it work. Keep that's them, what you're trying to do here. That's the most important part, keep them engaged. That's the bottom line. Uh, but you can read Bucky's work, NFL.com, CM NFL Network, with the draft approaching a lot of new iterations of the draft, updated player profiles and rankings, all of those things. And we'll do that in earnest over the next couple of weeks, get you prepared as you do the little bar bets or little predictive things with your friends mm-hmm. and family. Uh, you're right. Always want to want to make you the king or queen of the water cooler. That's one of the things we aspire to here. It's part of what I, I'm working with off Swollen Dome and some of the web uh, part of extensions that we're doing. And and as we ramp up for football uh, in the National Football League 2022, plenty of new exciting content to come. So keep uh, an eye out there as well. Uh, but one of the things we're going to try to do from a uh, NFL and certainly fantasy perspective is try to figure out what the trade of Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins means for all the principals involved. Uh, First off, we start with the Miami Dolphins in the make it, break it year, I guess, for Tua Tungavailoa would be the the way to do it, right? They they go all in, and I find it kind of funny. You know, we were talking about scandal and accusations and lawsuits and all of those, and we talk about owners being involved. Well, Stephen Ross, certainly in the midst of you know, tanking and all those allegations, the 58-page lawsuit filed by Brian Flores. And it's like, hey, wait a minute. Look, I just spent a ton of money. What do you mean tanking? Look what I did. I traded for the most electrifying force in wide receiverdom that you could possibly have. Yeah, with all apologies to The Rock. Mm -hmm. I tried to fit that on a business card once, the most electrifying force in fantasy entertainment. The person that was in charge of the, the... business cards and putting things on there would let people do all sorts of stuff about Jedi's and whatever else. I did that, but because they didn't know pro wrestling told me I couldn't do it. Like <laughs> why, why does your blind spot to the pop culture phenomenon that was the rock? And at that point, I mean, that was early rock. I mean, that's late nineties rock. And because she didn't understand what I was referencing, wouldn't let me do it. Not because mm. it was too long. They yeah. just make the font small. Just didn't know. Didn't just, didn't just didn't know. What didn't it know. Was. So since I didn't call myself some Jedi or eighth level elf or whatever, some Dungeons and Dragons speak, uh, somehow I, I was not allowed to do that. Although The Rock might have sued me anyway. So I, I guess that helped me stay out of litigation. Uh, but for Tyreek Hill, his arrival there, McDaniel obviously takes over. We had that great clip of him dancing with his receivers and everything, which is all Mm -hmm. fine and good. Uh, Tyreek Hill saying all the right things, talking about teaming up with Jalen Waddell and really hyping Tua's accuracy as part of this. And I just wonder if uh, there's a whole other, and I believe this, so I want to get your either uh, agreement or feel free to uh, eviscerate me 
from your scouting perspective. I think there's a lot of Tua that is untapped as at this moment that really becomes interesting with their additions to the offense when you look at Mostert and Edmonds in the backfield. I mean, Edmonds started getting on social media and talking about, oh, here we come. And Kyler Murray's like, just stop. You've been there 10 minutes, which I thought was kind of funny clapping back at him. But you, you look at the the weaponry they brought in and Armstead to the offensive line, there's a lot of additions that all of a sudden the eyebrows are raised down in Miami. Yeah, uh, this is this is an interesting one because year three or two are talking about, Lord, we are going to have an opportunity to see who he is and what he's about. Um, and you got Teddy Two Gloves there. Yeah, Teddy Two Gloves hanging in the back. But this is about Tua. It's about seeing if Tua can really play and play at a high level. Um, Miami Dane comes in with a very creative offensive system, uh, one that will certainly be a descendant, of, uh, a descendant of the Shanahan system that we've seen him be a part of in San Francisco. This is interesting because he's quickly assembled a handful of versatile playmakers that might be able to give contributions in a bunch of different ways. He has a track team on the perimeter in Tyreek Hill, um, shoot, Cedric Wilson, Jalen Waddle. Uh, Mike Gesicki, Gesicki that who's re-signed. listed as yeah. a tight end, was really a jumbo There's got to be a grievance receiver. there, doesn't there? Kind Didn't of he have 85% of his yeah, snaps we've as a Yeah, we've seen those things. But Jimmy Graham tried that. I don't think it worked out for him either. And I know I know that's been done a couple of times, but, it it, but isn't it kind of like the I, – I still think they should be fighting it uh, when it comes to the college players and the three years of eligibility – Back to uh, Mike Williams and Maurice Claret all those years ago. Uh, Orlando Pace. Yeah. I always wondered why that doesn't get challenged again. But th- this seems to me, if I'm being used as a wide receiver and not a tight end, I, I'm, I'm losing $9 million a year. I mean, And yeah. even more now when you're talking about the, the elites. Yeah, you, you are significantly losing some... Money and it is much cheaper, which is why you saw all the tight ends get franchised. Oh, it's only ten, $10 million dollars, like, or whatever that. it was. Yeah, Please. so that that makes it that makes it easy for them. But the weapons that you have now around Tua, if Tua can't play with these guys, he's not going to be able to play well because they're going to ask Tua not to take the shot off the top. They're going think and dunk and move it and be efficient and let the guys run up to catch and the yak yardage and all that other stuff is going to be a major um, a major deal. And so this this should be huge. Like we should be able to see um, Tua get the ball out of his hands and go to work, because when he was playing, when he played a few years ago at Alabama, they were RPO centric, and he was lighting it up doing that. I think the Dolphins get back to kind of that style, and that's going to help him play at a high level. Well, because that that's one of the things with McDaniel as as we look at you know yes play calling and and all of those things we'll we'll see how that evolves, but when you've got playmakers like this, I mean you watch Jalen Waddle, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a ton of yak, but the efficiency of his completion rate with two mm-hmm. uh, versus targets, you have Gasicki. Now you've got the the speed options in the backfield if Mostert sound. Right, remember what he was in San Francisco at once upon a time. He was going to be the guy, and then he gets hurt. But you had Tyreek Hill, and a lot of it becomes the all right. Let's get the timing. And two is already a sixty-seven percent completion guy, and mm-hmm. now and as we know, look as much as we love air yards and breaking down thing. In the end, did you move the ball down the field? Yeah, right. That's all that matters, right? Because they all count just the same. If I hit you on a two-yard route and I give you enough space. 
to now you could beat guys. And what did we see with Tyreek Hill? You give him a, a blink of an eye, he's running past you. Like, it doesn't matter. You don't need the air yards. It's a throwing him into space. It's the New England system. It's the yeah, it's, what Shanahan's and, and, and those guys have been doing forever, as you referenced Matt Ryan and those guys earlier in the program. And, and so it all equates to success as long as, as Tua is – he doesn't have to be the most mobile guy, but mm-hmm. keep plays alive. Those guys are going to break containment. So here's the comparison uh, that I have for Tua Tungabaloa when he came out. Uh, at his best, he would end up being a left-handed version of Drew Brees. Meaning it's not a bad that, way to be. That the ball is going to come out of his hands quickly. He's going to allow the other guys to do work. He is going to specialize in working down the seams, uh, quick rhythm throws, uh, RPOs, things that really play to the strengths of what he is. So when you, we talk about quarterbacks, one of the things you want to look for in quarterbacks, we call it – uh, David Cutcliffe is is the one who who taught us this. He calls it. I want my quarterback to have middle infielder hands. So for those of you who have watched baseball for a long time, you want to think about the quick transitions that you see shortstops and second basemen have when they're turning two balls in, balls out, flip, go. That's what kind of hands you want to you want to see your quarterback have because it's taking a shotgun, being ready, balls out. Tua Tagovailoa has some of the quickest hands when it comes to being able to run RPOs and those kinds of concepts. So now you put him in an offense that may feature some RPOs, some bubble screens, some quick things designed to get the ball out of his hands, you'll see him play in his wheelhouse. And you'll see him have more success because he'll be efficient, he'll have a high completion rate, uh, low interception numbers, all the things will contribute. The other thing that we won't see is now that he has been in the league for three years, he kind of has an understanding of where the limitations of his game are. And great players understand their strengths and weaknesses, and they always find a way to get the game to their strengths. And so his strengths are quick rhythm passing, his accuracy, um, 10 to 15 yards, balls out, playmaking, great decision maker. Now he should have an opportunity to play in an offense that really takes advantage of that, elevates that. And we'll talk about the compensation and the other side of equation in just a moment. Quick non sequitur, FS2, we are watching the Bassmaster Classic, and you and I were talking about this earlier, Bucky. I'm like, I'm tired of watching every clip of a guy pulling out these monster fish time and time again right before their last commercial break and a preview for the World Cup qualifier, U.S. men's against Panama later on tonight. Uh, they had a scene of one of the, you know, highly touted and successful fishermen banging his rod against the boat because he had a line snap on him. He caught it in some rocks. And so we had one of those angry quarterback moments on the boat, which I thought broke up what had been otherwise just success after success. Like, I, I want to see the guy frustrated. It's like when you watch golf, when they have a tough course and the the elements are against them. I find that more entertaining because now I can relate a little bit as opposed to hitting it long and straight. It's been a couple of years since we've been on the links. Uh, I need to get back out there because eventually we're going to do another one of those events. And I can't. I know you must. No, that's right. But watching this and seeing someone actually struggle and get mad for a minute, I, I thought it was great television because they really yeah. broke new ground right there, Bucky. I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> 
There you go. And there's uh, he's Bucky Brooks. I, I'm Mike Harmon, and uh, Sam's very excited. But the man Hank Cherry, what a name! Making it happen. What an <laughs> Hank Cherry. That's a power name right there. Hank no, I, Cherry. That's it. And the way he cast, I mean, it's just a flick of the wrist. I mean, that was just perfect. He's got his NASCAR like uh, little sweater vest thing going on here with a ton of. Uh, I mean, obviously it's athletic performance wear, but there's got to be like 18 sponsors. On that thing, yeah. I mean, that is covered from I mean, head to toe. That's, that's what I'm that's working for here in the Fox Sports Radio studios. Like, because I'll get the tattoo if the price is right, but certainly you want patches on my equipment. Man, I got to work with sales here to make that happen. That's damn right. That's right. I could even get one of those Mike Tyson like face tattoos if the price is right. Anyway, he's Bucky Brooks at Bucky Brooks. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Let's turn it over to Isaac Lowenkron. Get an update on what's trending in our sporting universe. I love bass fishing is trending. To be honest with you, no, it was great. All of a sudden, dude got ticked off and he just started banging his his rod. I'm like, yeah. Well, that's what that's why America loves bass fishing, and and I think what's a big threat right now is I think that analytics are on their way to ruining bass fishing, just like they're ruining baseball. Uh, they're turning the NBA into three-point shooting. And, and No, that's and, it. I mean, those fish finders, man, they should be that's outlawed. That's what I mean. That's no, what no, I no. mean. Look, you got to have some some level of knowledge. You got mm-hmm. to trust the locals. Having, you know, equipment on your boat to say, there they are, unless I'm Jaws and I'm Richard Dreyfuss exactly. and, and, and Robert Shaw yeah. getting out after it, I don't need that. I shouldn't have that as part of my, my fishing expedition. I got to go find where the fish are myself they didn't need analytics back then did they no that's right there was no on bass percentage <laughs> there was no wir you couldn't even keep the straight straight man approach as you tried to deliver that joke nicely done at least one person in america is laughing at me <laughs> there's no there was, hey when hemingway wrote old man in the sea there was no need for war walleye above replacement nicely done all right i'll quit while i'm behind you, you dusted out a walleye joke you got deep in the weeds there uh, the elite eight continues today at 220 eastern one seed kansas against 10 seed miami miami one of the elite eight for the first time ever uh, seed 13 or above in the Elite Eight for the first time ever. That would be 15 seed St. Peter's, which faces 8 seed North Carolina at 5.05 Eastern. Last night, 2 seed Duke over 4 seed Arkansas, 78-69. to So Mike Krzyzewski goes to the Final Four for a record 13th time. He goes to a Final Four in a fifth different decade. Also last night, 2 seed Villanova defeated 5 seed Houston, 50-44 to to advance to its third Final Four in the last six years. NBA Saturday night, the Brooklyn Nets won at Miami 110-95. to The Heat on a four-game losing streak, their longest of the season. And one other NBA note, of course, tonight, the Academy Awards. Last night, the 42nd annual Razzie Awards handed out to the worst movie performances of the year. And the winner for the worst actor award, LeBron James of the Lakers, thanks to his performance or lack thereof in the movie Space Jam, A New Legacy. 
Thank you. Thank you. He also won the award for worst on-screen couple uh, for him and any Warner Brothers cartoon character that he dribbled on in the movie. And as we turn it over to you guys, Mike and Bucky, uh, earlier, Mike, uh, and I never knew this, but back in the day, Halle Berry won a Razzie for her performance in Catwoman. Do I have that correct? That is correct. So Mike and she showed up. It, yes. I, I, I did not know that, but she was such a great sport. So I'm actually, I actually found a clip of that acceptance speech. I'll play it for you guys real quick, but the best part, and again, thanks Mike for alerting me because I never knew about this. She had previously won the Academy Award for her performance in Monsters Ball, I want to say. Oh yeah. She comes out to accept the Razzie holding her Oscar. So here was part of Holly Berry's speech winning the Razzie when she was overcome with joy. Thank you so much. (laughs) I never in my life thought I would be up here <laughs> winning a Razzie! Nothing like award season, fellas. Back to you. By the way, like, if you don't celebrate the, the life and times and career of Halle Berry, you're just doing it wrong. Yeah. That's all I can say. I mean. And she's, she's dating a guy named Van Hunt, musician, open for my favorite band. So it's possible at some point at a concert, I was within several feet of Halle Berry. I just didn't know. Mm, didn't know. How about that? Ah, oh. exactly. At Isaac Lowenkron, where you find him on Twitter. Hey, we'll get you, uh, if you want some counter-programming, uh, maybe we'll go through the random go-to uh, guilty pleasure sports movie or, or television show, you know, as you avoid uh, maybe any of the uh, red carpet discussion later. We'll do that in a few minutes. Uh, would note that LeBron James, even if you, you didn't like his performance there, and it was obviously award-winning with the Razzies, the Spring Hill Company, uh, co-founded by LeBron James and Maverick Carter uh, back in October, sold a, quote, significant minority stake to an investor group at a valuation of $725 million. So while you, folks will undoubtedly on sports talk radio and television, and I think we all have pictures in our brains of how this will work, um, $725 million for a minority stake so think about that and the valuation of that company uh, overall. Hey, if cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads, you need Indeed because Indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all from one place. Find your next great hire visiting Indeed.com slash credit. Hey, and speaking of Indeed, with the tournament in full gear, be sure to check out the Bracket Challenge standings at FoxSportsRadio.com for Fox Sports Radio's million-dollar Bracket Challenge powered by Indeed. And to steal from one of our favorite films, Anchorman, the streets ran red with the blood of Harmon's bracket. No question about it. At Bucky Brooks, where you find him on Twitter. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Now, the other side of the trade, Bucky, the Kansas City Chiefs get several draft picks. Good compensation. Didn't want to go up to the reported $30 million per year contract is what Tyreek Hill got. $30 million. Mm. Um I'm going to trust Andy Reid and the Brain Trust in Kansas City here myself uh, that they will find, alluding to a point you made mm-hmm. earlier that I think you'll punctuate on here in a moment. But wide receivers, still plenty of free agents out there. They've made a couple of acquisitions already. You add Juju Smith-Schuster. They just added uh, Ronald Jones for the backfield, yeah. a guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield at a pretty good clip. Uh, was the leading rusher for the Buccaneers for a couple of years as well. So is he? if he stays healthy, maybe you've got a guy that can actually be a more of a number one running back for you. But 
Andy Reid for many, many years won consistently. And you could argue, oh, he didn't get over without mm-hmm. having Tyree Kill or Terrell Owens back in that Philadelphia set. But riddle me this, Batman. Other than Brian Westbrook for all those years, who were the leading receivers for Philadelphia that mm. anybody remembers? Right? When Donovan oh, you McNabb don't, was You don't remember Todd? You remember James Strash and Todd? You were going to go Pinkston. Yeah, nice. You don't remember done. those guys? I do. I'm talking generally. Yeah. It, it was more the largesse of were those guys world beaters? No. Quality, solid players, but he had five of those, right? And, and it was dispersed going back to kind of the Drew Brees approach of spreading the ball around. You didn't have an A-list guy, I guess was right. my point. And this, at this point, you still have the best tight end in the game when mm-hmm. he's healthy and Travis Kelsey. And now you surround him with other weapons. I, dare I say, you know, we've seen Andy Reid with success. Uh, and I can make my joke being a, a Chicago guy that, look, they had already been downgraded by bringing Nagy back, but that's just low-hanging fruit, so I won't do that. Uh, but Because he's not the head man, right? He succeeded in this role prior in, in previous iterations. But for Kansas City, I love it. Right, As much as I love having the player, I'm looking at what the valuation of the player is and knowing what my organization is. So this is one where I zag, where I'm normally on board of, I want the the best player. Well, you're going to find other players that work into the system, and you still have Mahomes and Kelsey to be at the base. Yeah, so to go all the way back, uh, Andy Reid and I have a history. We were together with the Green Bay Packers in the mid-'90s, uh, from 95 to 97, parts of those seasons I was there. Uh, he was, at the time, the tight ends coach, and he was responsible for the scout team defense. Uh, you have to understand, this system is one in which the coaches that run this system, Coach Holmgren, uh, Andy Reid going all the way back. They believe that the quarterback in the system makes the wide receiver more than the wide receiver makes the quarterback. And so in their minds, it has always been a thing where they feel like they can plug and play wide receivers and enjoy the same kind of success um, in the passing game. And it goes all the way back to the point where they would even arrogantly feel like they didn't need to expend the first round pick on a on a wide receiver because they were able to do it in Green Bay. Like, I'll just kind of take you through in order. Like, it was after Sterling Sharp retires, it was Robert Brooks and Antonio Freeman. Then it was Donald Driver, who was the seventh-round pick. Um, then you get into the point of where you have their only first-round pick that they used was Javon Walker. It didn't work out well. So then they go back to the formula, which is Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, James Jones, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams, all were taking – taken within the second or the third round. So there's a long hill belief that they could do it. So then let's look at Andy Reid going to Philadelphia and doing those things. Yes, he expended a first-round pick on Freddie Mitchell and Jeremy Macklin, but Deshaun Jackson, Pinkston Thresh, all those other guys were under the radar. Let's look at his receivers in Kansas City. Tyreek Hill was a fifth-round pick. All the other guys who've come through there, have just been guys that floated under the radar. And so in his mind, because remember, everyone is talking about Tyreek Hill being irreplaceable. There's only one of one. Tyreek Hill entered the league as a fifth-round pick. Part of that was due to character concerns. Mm -hmm. But the other part was he was a man without a position. He was a running back slash wide receiver that you didn't know what to do. First year, he pops in the league as a returner. Andy Reid, going into his second year, did something that none of us thought was going to work. He made him the number one wide receiver before he'd even shown that he could play wide receiver. 
he and Travis Kelsey. So in their mind, they feel like they can replace this, and they will replace it, and it will be a more diverse and balanced game. And I'm going to contend that Patrick Mahomes will be a better version, addition by subtraction, because he now has to use the entire field as opposed to just focusing on number 10. The old myopia, right? And it's funny, you mentioned Javon Walker in Green Bay. He also, like Devontae Adams, ended up a Raider. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Harmon here, Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports Sunday. Coming up next, we take a trip to Arizona and a quarterback who's saying, wait, 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 I didn't mean any of it. That's next on Fox. Hey, welcome back in. It's Fox. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Sports Radio's Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon with Bucky Brooks hanging out with you. Hey, if hiring heating up, Indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. Sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on Indeed whose resumes match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Speaking of Indeed, hey, with the tournament in full gear, be sure to check out the Bracket Challenge standings at FoxSportsRadio.com for Fox Sports Radio's million-dollar Bracket Challenge powered by Indeed. Final games of the Elite Eight coming up a little later. We'll check in on the pulse and his heart rate. My guy Bucky Brooks here mm. with his Tar Heels ready to go as uh, they're they're fighting the 
Well, the the underdog, America's team. Amer- America's yeah, now America's team, team selling America's merch, team. selling out, and crashing websites. The uh, St. Peter's Peacocks. We'll get into that moment. Uh, Kyler Murray, who famously several weeks mm-hmm. ago scrubbed his Instagram of all relations to the Cardinals. He'd like you to know that. Well, that had nothing to do yeah. with any of my relationship. I'm an Arizona Cardinal. He says. Yeah, so, you know, just kind of going through yeah, the process just, and like going just, through. Hey, man, sometimes you just like to just like to prune the trees, right? You just want to just make sure you prune the bushes, make sure you get all that, that other stuff out. So you just happen to be going through his Instagram, just trying to make sure you clean it up a little bit. And it just so happened that everything that needed to be pruned happened to be something associated with the Cardinals. We we, made, we dug into that. You're just reading into it too much. Too I mean, much. Too much. Look, it's... It's something we do. Hey, here, here's Kyler Murray talking about it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm an Arizona Cardinal. You know, uh, I've done nothing but, you know, give my all to, to, the, to the Cardinals. I uh, would continue to do that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm not really too worried about my future as a Cardinal. Was there a scrubbing of the Instagram account on purpose? Or was that, how did that happen? No, that was, that was that, like I said, that was, that was if, if you're a kid my age, you know, like you're used to like people take off all that. Like, that's just a thing. And um, honestly, like I said, there, there was, I took everything off of there besides one picture. So it wasn't, it had nothing to do with the Cardinals or anything like that. You know what? It, it struck me as I heard it the first time, the, you know, coming into the weekend and, and I hear it again here. It, it it remind me a little of the uh, well the interview stylings of a clubber Lang. Hey old man, mm. you know that kind of thing. You like you don't understand me. Like you got to understand a kid my age. I mean you can't read into this. This is just what we do. Mm. We scrub our personalities and and all affiliations at any point. And there's nothing to read into it. It's just doing a reset. Mm. Just a reset. Yeah. Nothing because I buy all that. Yeah, As opposed to, to I it. wanted my bag and they didn't want to give me my bag. Just focus on it. Which they saying? shouldn't have given him his bag yet. I mean. Like I, anybody that's arguing that always the, hey, pay him now. It's like, no, if you don't have to. See, but see, here's the thing, I'll, though. I'll, I'll, I'll play here's the game. Here's the thing. You play the game and then it messes around, costs you more money in the end. Might as well pay him early. Cost you a lot more later. We'll talk about that. Coming up here in another uh, five minutes here. That'll, that'll lead off our final hour of the program. That and and checking out Bucky. Because the way he said that, he sounded kind of scared even saying that. <laughs> As if the nerves about North Carolina's game later was getting uh-huh. to him. Bucky Brooks, me, Mike Harmon. Here, it's Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, welcome in. Final hour of the program for us this morning on a Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks. Team fully assembled. We got Brandon. We got Ilo. And we got our guy, Iowa Sam, our technical producer. He's excited. Elite Eight action a little later on today. Kansas in my and Miami. The number one against the number 10 seed. That's a game that uh, Bill Self, you know, the, one of those years I didn't go long with them. Had them being upset by Iowa. Uh, and, uh, well, that did me really well. But, uh, <laughs> so you have the last... One seed still alive. And then obviously the game that we're paying attention to as a nation because the potential of what it sets up is all fine and good. But no, you got to win the day first, right? That's down the road. Today, it is all about the Tar Heels and the Peacocks. Find him on Twitter at Bucky Brooks. Find me over at Swollen Dome. 
having fun going through a lot of the NFL news, trades, wins, losses, all that good stuff that we are want to do here. Why? Because the silly season is alive and well, and every day we get new and exciting information. Later on today, you get Kyrie Irving gets to play a home game, so he's pinching himself. He's so excited uh, and all of that. But, you know, as the, the time approaches for tip-off of your game, Bucky, how you feeling over there? I'm good. I'm good. Big day. Got, got, to, got to figure out a way to knock out the Peacocks. It's a big game. Big game for those. Big game for Hubert Davis. Yeah, big game for Hubert. You know, just year. one of those. It's a big deal. Well, because one of those things, right? When, whenever we measure college coaches, fairly unfairly, they're the Final Four is resident. That's everything, right? That's I mean, everything. So Coach K going to his thirteenth. John Wooden with 12, so last night's win was significant for many reasons. Obviously, it's the last dance, last ride, whatever you want to call it, however they're going to brand it. I'm sure he and his team have many things in trademark and copyright offices trying to make sure nobody's capitalizing on some of the phraseology uh, Mm -hmm. and that they get their pound of flesh uh, of any merch sold or anything done in the media. But certainly, you know, we look at coaches and it's a, all right, great year. What did you do? Right? You get to the Elite Eight. Eh, okay. You got to the Sweet 16. All right, it has a resonance. It sounds good. Sweet 16, which means you survived a weekend. So you at least didn't get toppled early. Right? So there's a little bit of a success uh, just there. All right, check that box. We we at least got two W's and move on. But when we talk about coaches all time, that's where we rank them. Right? We, we talk about it in the NFL. Like, you can win regular season awards. MVPs are great. We don't look at MVPs the same way Mm. in the NFL as we do the NBA, right? We were talking a little bit earlier about Frank Vogel stumping for LeBron James. You've had John Morant uh, and some of the other luminaries, Kyrie Irving, saying, no, Devin Booker's your MVP in the league. So, you know, which is interesting because most folks have it as an Embiid or Jokic or maybe even a Giannis moving in. You had other guys, John Morant himself for a while. DeMar DeRozan had a run until people realized the Bulls couldn't beat anybody that was actually in the <laughs> upper right. division. No, look, they, look, they, I, th- I think they were at a 7% win percentage or something against teams in the top three seeds in both conferences. It's it's just not good for business. But the the end game is when we get back to college sports, it, it's still final fours. Like the, the championships are a big deal, obviously. And Coach K has five of them looking to add one more before he, he says goodbye, you know, and and whatever comes next in consulting or broadcasting or just nice quiet retirement, whatever that may be, right? A couple of books. I don't know. Do some motivational things on master's master class. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But the idea is that you know, for a lot of the legendary coaches, yeah, they only got one. Shows you how hard it is to get through the gauntlet that is the NCAA tournament. So you appreciate Krzyzewski for that. But we celebrate the Final Fours. And for Hubert Davis, you get one of those right off the jump. You, you forget about some of the things during the regular season. You forget about the near collapse, right? Survive in advance, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, I think this is the thing. I mean, let's just look at... um we now consider Jay Wright an elite coach. Yep. And part of why he's been able to kind of get past the velvet ropes, three Final Fours in the past six years. And even though, I mean, you talk about whatever, like number national titles and those things, getting to the Final Four 
has a love a, a cachet in college basketball because everyone recognizes how hard it is to win two weekends in a row to get past the gauntlet and all of the other stuff that comes along with trying to win in a single elimination tournament that is absolutely bananas. So that's why we respect it more. And eventually, I mean, I guess we will say like football is different because we only respect the champion. We don't respect the four that get into it, but it should be viewed as similar. Well, because that's it, right? Because we were talking a little bit about Andy Reid a little earlier, and I think the career of Donovan McNabb gets kind of pushed to the side. Yeah. Right? I think he would be one of the last 20, 25 years would be the greatest example of all he did was win, but he never got credit. Never got credit. Because they didn't get over. Never got credit. And people have given him a tough time because he said, eh, look at my numbers, Trey, my numbers, eh, Hall of Fame. There's some truth to that. He just didn't win. He didn't win the big thing that pushes it over, which is the Super Bowl ring. And so that's that's the issue. But getting to the Final Four would be a big old feather in the cap of Hubert Davis and even Shaheem Holloway. Well, you want to talk about getting your payday. Oh, the bag. Shaheen Holloway. See, I that's mean, what I keep bags, telling you. I just man. keep telling you. That's what, that's what happens. Like, when you wait, it goes up. Doesn't come down. So now, see. Well, but you got to have proof Seton, of performance, and that and yeah. that's where we get to. And we'll tie it back to the end of last hour because what Bucky's referencing is talking about Kyler Murray and the scrubbing of Instagram. Saying, "I'm just a kid. You old people don't understand us in the Instagram." And he's a world. gamer. He's a gamer. He's a gamer. So they're a little different. Twitch away. I'm actually going to buy a gaming system. Why? Because yeah. I want to play the NWO. Oh, like that new WWF WWE mm. product. I suddenly compelled. Mm. Like as soon as they got to all the extra buttons, like my my hand, I got I got I got okay sized hands for a man my height, but like trying to wrap, I don't know. Maybe arthritis set in early. It just doesn't feel right trying yeah. to to do all the the buttons. Back when it was a simple controller, I I felt like king of the world. But I want to get back in based on you know my love of the uh, professional wrestling world which i need to do some more professional wrestling content we might need to do that here on Whoa. sundays just do a bunch of rants i mean next week's wrestlemania can you believe it <laughs> we're there again wrestlemania next week hall of fame oh yeah the undertaker yeah. goes in there's a little randy macho man savage for you i've been watching the, the show you know the non sequitur and we get back to paying pay the man his money in a second uh they, they got this new thing on peacock called evil and it's just a uh, little documentaries of all the uh, great villains. They could do like 9,000 of these things. But they pick like eight to start with. So the first one was Hulk Hogan and the NWO mm. and the formation. Timely, of course, with the passing of the great Scott Hall, also known as Razor Ramon, the bad guy. Razor, so many. Razor Ramon. Yeah, I remember Razor Ramon. Yeah, so I mean, they one, one of the great villains. So you had The toothpick always in the mouth, Always. Right? Just like Dusty Baker. Yeah. See the tie baseball into it. Yeah. Always got to have a toothpick. How a dusty son up there, meeting him at the plate. Crazy stuff. Remember when he was getting saved from getting I run over at home that. plate, like, man? So crazy. I, you gosh, want that's getting, what he, one of those gosh, you start feeling old. about getting getting old, man. <laughs> well, no, because that's part of the Coach K thing, though, right? Is as he he's getting ready to sign off, like you know Smith being a Syracuse guy, you know he's got Bayheim for all these years, and and when you look at Bayheim, a lot of folks will say, well, he only got that one with Carmelo. Yeah. Five Final Four appearances. 
right? Those, those are hard to do. You got Coach K with 13, Wooden had 12, Dean Smith with 11, Roy Williams, who's in the stands with all these and celebrating the hell out of them. He had nine, Tom Izzo with eight, and then you got Denny Crum and Adolph Rupp with six each, and then it's Bayheim, Bob Knight, Guy Lewis, Lute Olson, and Rick Patino with five each. And then you're talking about four or fewer for every other coach that has had a job in college basketball. That's a big deal. Yeah. Like Final Fours have their residence. So we we celebrate uh, Coach K for, for that. But, you know, recognizing he's been there pretty much all our lives. And yeah. so he moves on. And I go, look, I gave that up a long time ago when Ken Griffey Jr. showed up. After celebrating the big, big red machine as a kid, you know, my baseball cards and love of baseball and all the games we'd go to at Wrigley, uh, you know, when you, you could get out in the summer in the afternoon. And all of a sudden, Ken Griffey Jr. shows up. Yeah, I'm collecting his upper deck and all his rookie cards and all. But at that point, it's like, wow, this guy's kid's already in the in Major League Baseball. I know. And then now every year, it's the same thing. All right, there's Andre Johnson's kid. There's... You know, Asante Samuel Jr. It's so far- it's like what? Yeah, it's, it's it's so crazy. Like time flies. It happens right. I mean, in blink of an eye, and you begin to talk about the kids. You're seeing their kids. You you you're doing all of that. It's, yeah, it's bananas. Dusty Bacon, a toothpick though. That's that's kind of legendary. Legendary performer right there. But we're talking about getting the bag right for Shaheen Holloway. No doubt, uh, the radar you know, and scope of what he's done in this tournament, regardless of the outcome of tonight's game against North Carolina, that bag secured. We were talking about Kyler Murray and the Instagram scrubbing and trying to make sure he gets his bag and, and trying to figure out, right, when you have your guy and the guy for your franchise moving forward, right? Because they've already paid Kingsbury. Steve Kime's still there. Folks in in mm-hmm. Arizona that I know are wondering where he's been during all of the activity of the silly season thus far, pretty quiet in Arizona. But the uh, the idea, and we go back to Washington with Kirk Cousins, you look at Dak had to wait. And part of it is the evaluation. And when we look outside of the COVID year, the cap goes up. So you're trying to figure out percentages and, and all of these in terms of the weight of individual contracts and what you have. And, mm-hmm. and for Kyler Murray, we've seen a couple of years where things went awry second halves. Like, obviously, this year, no DeAndre Hopkins, talking about number one wide receivers and their impact on a game. Now you lose Christian Kirk. He gets his bag down in Jacksonville. Mm, big bag. I still I still like what Jacksonville's done. You got to overpay, you got to overpay. They did it, and now Doug Peterson's got some, some tools in, in that chest to work with, right? But when we look at Arizona – Maybe they just decided looking and evaluating what Kyler Murray was the second half of these seasons, that he still needs to prove something to them before he gets his bag. And I can't say that that's a, a wrong-headed approach. No, so here's the thing, and it's a tough evaluation on Kyler Murray because the last two years, the numbers have been really, really strong. Um, talking about 50 touchdowns, 22 interceptions. Uh, he finished last year with a passer rating above 100. Which is which is solid. The issue that you have is he hasn't won enough, partially because he's not been available. So sure. it's either you know he beat up, he's sitting out, or he's out. Right, and that ankle is, injury, and then when he came yeah, back, it it, just, it limited to a degree. 
the player that he is, right? If he's yeah. not mobile and extending plays or taking off and running, yeah, that offense changes a bunch. Yeah, what exactly is he? It does change. It changes a lot of the stuff and a lot of stuff that you want from him. And so, look, it, it it's not it's not ideal. It's not exactly what you wanted from him in terms of the way that it finished. And then I think the bigger part of it is the mopey, pouty persona sometimes can drive people crazy. And as the face of the franchise, he has to be steady Eddie. We talked about, we already talked about the regalness that's associated with being presidential, but he has to be steady Eddie. He hasn't appeared to be like that at all, at all times. Yeah. Lots of, lots more to come on the quarterback carousel. We'll get into two guys that are still out there. And we talked, we referenced Baker Mayfield earlier. You're also looking in San Francisco, what ultimately becomes of Jimmy G a 49er or will he get moved one way or another? We'll talk about that coming up in just a couple of minutes. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Carmen. Hey, dollar shave club, six blade razor brings noticeably smooth shaves with six stainless steel blades for swift hair removal and a lubricating strip that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club razors are sold at dollarshaveclub.com or you can find them in stores. Fox Sports Radios, Fox Sports Sunday. You know, I actually used one yesterday. Smooth, like a baby's, baby's face. People wanted Ah. to come up and and touch the cheek. It looked so smooth (laughs) last night. That's it. Touch the cheek, huh? Well, you know, I'm a powerful and attractive man here on Fox Sports Radio, and the legend continues to grow. At Bucky Brooks on Twitter, find me over at Swollen Dome. We'll continue with the quarterback carousel and what the next moves are in the NFL next year on Fox. No question. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. About it. Welcome in. It's Fox Sports Sunday. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, we appreciate you being part of the extended family. I raise my, what is this, like my sixth cup of coffee this morning? I tell you, these early Sunday mornings turn around after a day of soccer and theater and all that fun and, and moving merch. You know, I sold a lot of Skittles to people yesterday. I did not feel good about it, but I did help the dentist in the South Bay here in Los Angeles. Uh, with my efforts last night in support of my daughter's theater program. So uh, add, adding good works and holding court. As they produce Mamma Mia, if you're in the South Bay here in uh, California, you want to ride, ride on down. I mean, you can go see a brilliant production of the Swedish supergroup's uh, greatest greatest hits, Mamma Mia. Mm. You know the movie, you know the stage mm-hmm. show, all of that fun. I was, I was going to wear one of those glitter outfits uh, into the studio, but I thought it would be too much. On a Sunday morning, maybe later on in the week, we'll we'll get back to that. At Bucky Brooks, where you find him on Twitter, read him, NFL.com, see him, NFL Network, uh, and FS1 making his appearances, mentoring, coaching, he does it all. Uh, and he's also the employee uh, of the day and, and called the, the G-Code, the greatest colleague of all time, because he brought the pink box. So thank you for supplying our guys with sugar to keep them awake on this beauteous... Sunday. Get out there and, and take full advantage of it, folks, uh, as you can. Uh, now, we'll, we'll get into a, an NCAA story in a few minutes because they want to show you they still exist. We still have clout. Don't think we're done yet with all this NIL and the Wild West. We're still going to make rulings whenever we feel like it. And investigations that normally take five, six years, hey, they wrapped up in a mere 18 months. Mm. We'll get into that in a few minutes. Uh, but talking about the quarterback carousel, we've seen a lot of movement and still trying to uh, read the tea leaves of everything going on, one of which I think is a longer play, quite obviously, coming off shoulder surgery. What happens with Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Inextri- inextricably linked forever with Tom Brady. We had that nice little report of, hey, maybe Miami could be in play for Tom Brady. That's fun, but we got plenty of time to ferret that out. In the short term, with Jimmy Garoppolo coming off the surgery and really not knowing what Trey Lance is at this point. Right? They signed Nate Sudfeld. Mm-hmm. But guaranteed him money. Right. A couple million bucks. But looking at, you know, the Garoppolo situation and what's still on the books for him. Obviously, who's giving you anything big in return on trade when you have no idea when he's going to be available to start throwing and working out with your squad? But for San Francisco, while maybe they would have liked to have moved him if the trade market had been robust, now they're in the waiting game, but it also helps them in that they've got no choice but to give all reps, all whiteboard discussions and everything else to Trey Lance to figure out in this process precisely what they have as he enters his second year. Yeah, no, that is that is something that is one of the benefits of this situation playing out. But you have to remember last year when they drafted Trey Lance, owner Jed York had come out and said that they were okay with Jimmy Garoppolo being on the team last year and possibly this year if needed. 
uh, to uh, allow Trey Lance to fully develop. I know we um, have assumed that he was going to be moved, but look, the injury kind of complicates things. And now when you really look at the landscape, the dance card is all full. I don't know where, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know where, I don't know where he could land. I don't know where Jimmy G could land right now in the situations that's better than where he's currently at with the Niners. And I don't know if the Niners have enough confidence in him to entrust Jimmy G to be that other player. So kind of in limbo and flux right now. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because when we look at how much movement there has been or the retention, right? The, all right, you got our vote for this year. I mean, how many, you got Seattle. Mm-hmm. They picked up Drew Locke in the the deal with with Denver, so you've you've got that, and maybe there becomes a competition, and and there's been links to the other quarterback that's still in limbo as well as Baker Mayfield, who's due is eighteen million dollars, final year of the the deal, right? They the fifth year, they didn't extend him, but everybody was looking for the trades and trade partners like. I'm not picking up a, an $18 million contract for a guy that I don't know what he is at this point. Mm. Right? In terms of what's left. Because telling me he's going to go, like Carolina gets mentioned a bunch, right? Is Matt Rule, who might be on the firing line, is he going to bring in Baker Mayfield to compete with Sam Darnold? Aren't they essentially the same guy? Same guy. Right? There's very little difference, except Baker's got a playoff win some success. Sam Darnold was a jet. So that's always going. <laughs> I got to call what yeah. it is, right? Is that yeah. that that certainly did not help his progress and then Christian McCaffrey getting hurt last year. Not mm-hmm. that you can blame a player, you know, you know, blame it all on missing it, but when that guy's what 60% of your offense, 65% of your offense, whatever whatever the numbers you want to ascribe to it, yeah, it's going to change your production. Sorry Chuba Hubbard, you're not that guy. Uh, it's it, it changes your offense immediately. So for Baker Mayfield, eventually, yeah, he gets cut. I think, right? I mean, he's with, he's but trade. you're not, but you're I not paying him. money to Deshaun this year because that's because that's the part lost in a lot of this. Is I was talking about dollar cost averaging when you've got your your rookie quarterback. If you do have a veteran like Jimmy Garoppolo, is that you're still only paying that amount for the position. Yeah. And for the Browns right now, the way they've structured Deshaun Watson's contract, they're only on the hook for under $20 million for the quarterback position. Yeah. I mean, that's it. So they'll have to eat that contract up um, and absorb it. But here's the thing, man. And here's what happens, and everyone has to understand, when you're number one overall pick, you're a top pick, and you're and they decide to move on from you, you now lose all your protections in terms of how you were the made man coming into the league. Now no one else is invested in you the way that the original team was invested in you when you came in as the number one. So now everything for Baker Mayfield will be solely judged off of his performance and his production. Well, to a degree, though, that had already been lost with the changes in the front office and the coaching staff, right? Is to a degree. Mm, to a degree it, it, yeah. it was all a degree. Still from an it was all about the, the Haslam. Yeah. Still from an organization yeah. standpoint, Haslam still kind of lurks in the background. Like, hey, how's a quarterback doing? This and that. Well, now you've, you've moved on from that. You tried to trade him away and got your guy coming in. 
it's different, but yeah, I, with Baker, I don't know. And even if you ask me, like, hey, let's just open it all the way up, where would be the best fit for Baker? I don't know. I can tell you. Well, I think the best fit from a, all right, you go from here to here and maybe it just works out better was at least, and, and he wanted it, was situationally what Indianapolis looked like. I but mean, I but I love yeah. the arrival of Matt Ryan. Yeah. Like, I think I'm the outlier in all this. No, I like it. I like I it think it's lot. I think it's great. I think he revitalizes and you realize how good he still can be. Yeah, I think I think that's... That's a great one. Yeah. The the Baker thing, yeah. Hand picking Indianapolis. Yeah, I would hand pick that because it's it's a situation that appears to be stable. They're ready to win. They have an offensive line, they have a running back. But it looks a, a lot like what you succeeded with in twenty twenty. Right. And so I understand that. But anywhere else, yeah, I don't know where he goes. Like I heard some folks say the attitude matches Detroit. I you know, with not, Campbell. Just, just that there, there's a little I mean, bit to it, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Seattle, I, I don't know. Like if I'm Seattle, I'm, I'm actually looking around, yeah. going, "Hey, we, you know, you want any of other our other parts?" <laughs> and I'm retooling to your point about wide receivers and being able to find the next. Well, if you're gonna uh, currently the way leadership is in Seattle, if you're you're saying mm-hmm. you're all power to Schneider and P. Carroll, then you've got to trust they can go find those second day, third day receivers and build it again, so why wouldn't you field offers on the two guys you got? Yeah. I mean... Instead it, of having to pay them $25, $30 yeah. million. I mean, I know. Like, that's that's the thing. It's, it's such a tough one. The Baker, the Baker conversation will heat up this week, owners' meetings and stuff like For that. Sure. But I don't know, man. And I also think he has to be careful. He may want to wait to after the draft to get traded than before. We'll see what the market bears for him in, in all of this. I'm, I'm still, I'm, well, that's just it. Like, he goes, oh, they, they don't need a first-round pick. It's like, yeah, because nobody's offering a first-round pick. Are you kidding me at this point? I think he's better. Like, I don't think he's just throwing out, yeah. throw him away as everybody else, but or, or the most of the collected media. But by the same token, as you said, there's no there's no chairs for him to finish as as we continue dancing. Hey, if cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads, you need Indeed because Indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all from one place. Find your next great hire visiting Indeed.com slash credit. Hey, and speaking of Indeed, with the tournament in full gear, be sure to check out the Bracket Challenge standings at FoxSportsRadio.com for Fox Sports Radio's million-dollar Bracket Challenge powered by Indeed. Coming up next, we will talk about that Big NCAA ruling. See, they still exist. They still have clout. Or do they? We'll talk about that next. But first, it's ILO with the latest. Isaac Lohenkron with the trending topics in our world of sports. Hey, buddy. Hey, Mike and Bucky. We start with the NCAA tournament and the Elite Eight resuming today at 2.20 Eastern time. About two hours from now, it'll be one seed Kansas taking on 10 seed Miami. The Hurricanes in the Elite Eight for the first time ever. The same is true for 15 seed St. Peter's. They'll be battling eight seed North Carolina at 5.05 Eastern. It's the first time ever any seed 13th or higher has advanced all the way to the Elite Eight. On Saturday night, two-seed Duke defeated four-seed Arkansas 78-69. And speaking of advancing, Mike Krzyzewski advanced to the Final Four for a record 13th time. It's the fifth different decade that he's taken Duke to the Final Four. Two-seed Villanova will join them there. 
after they defeated five-seed Houston 50-44. Villanova headed to the Final Four for the third time in the last six years. Now, talking about the confluence of sports and entertainment, later tonight, of course, the 94th Academy Awards. Yeah, buddy, let's go. Last night, it was the 42nd annual Razzie Awards, and the Sports Connection... LeBron James. Who says he hasn't won anything this year? LeBron James <laughs> winning the Worst Actor Award for his performance in Space Jam, A New Legacy. And to be fair, guys, to LeBron, because you guys are sports commentators, but also cultural commentators, I yeah, feel. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. So he wins Worst Actor for Space Jam, A New Legacy. Remember that Amy Schumer movie, Trainwreck, yeah, back in 2015? Bill Hader. Yeah. yeah. So, so here's a clip of LeBron's performance in that movie, which I thought was really good so my contention fellas is that lebron didn't deserve the worst actor award so much as the rest of the movie kind of failed him kind of like the lakers this season i'm just what do you what do you guys think wait you're going all you're taking the lebron approach of blaming everybody else Uh, there does seem to be a direct correlation on do and can help construct well he did make a pretty penny out of it i'm just saying well i look get your get your cash (laughs) and in the in the end you know your job his first job is still to dominate a basketball court climb up different rankings Mm -hmm. right to try to get in get people all fired up for those goat conversations again that's but it it is hard to work against the guy in the uh, on a green screen you know the guy wearing the little uh sensors on him you know that's standing in i'm I telling mean, you but was michael jordan uh, did did he win an academy award for for space no but he didn't no. get a razzie yeah i don't i don't recall <laughs> getting around, a razzie yeah which which as isaac said is you know in its 42nd year so at least he wasn't the mm-hmm. worst yeah well more analysis coming up from mike and bucky after this from dollar <laughs> shave club The Dollar Shave Club six-blade razor brings noticeably smooth shaves with six stainless steel blades for swift hair removal and a lubricating strip that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club razors are sold at dollarshaveclub.com or in stores. There you go. Thanks, Ilo. At Isaac Lowenkron, thanks for being with us this morning. Uh, He's really excited about the Razzies. Should watch the Razzies. They're kind of funny. Uh, self-deprecating. Uh, maybe not the same resonance, but yes, that Halle Berry speech is is available in the interwebs for you to watch in its entirety once she accepted for Catwoman. And then you should go watch Catwoman. It was good. <laughs> Benjamin Bratt getting it done. Hey, if cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads, and you need Indeed, because Indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all from one place. Find your next grade hired visiting Indeed.com slash credit. Speaking of Indeed, with the tournament in full gear, be sure to check out the Bracket Challenge standings at FoxSportsRadio.com for Fox Sports Radio's Million Dollar Bracket Challenge powered by Indeed. Mention this NCAA trying to still have some teeth here, Bucky. Memphis basketball facing multiple NCAA violations after an 18-month investigation uh, with only Penny Hardaway, the coach named in the notice of allegations, according to the report, says Hardaway was involved in at least one of the level one infractions and two of the level two infractions, alleging that Hardaway, quote, failed to demonstrate that he promoted an atmosphere of compliance within the men's basketball program. So the Memphis uh, commercial uh, appeal that contained, obtained the documents to say it was all uh, started with James Wiseman, but extended into other circumstances around, obviously, back Uh, When he was there briefly, Wiseman played uh, in three games before he was declared ineligible after his mother had received 
nearly uh, $12,000 in uh, moving expenses, uh, as it was alleged back then. That goes back to 2019. And, well, at that time, Hardaway wasn't the coach, but Mm. was considered a booster. So we start getting back into, you know, that fine line between boosters and people around the program that can help NIL deals and everything else that gets people upset. But the NCAA, as the world has changed a lot in the last 24 months regarding these types of issues, I I mean, this is still an infraction based on the rules. I'm not saying it's not, but it's still just Mm -hmm. the idea of, hey, we still have some teeth. We can still raise our hand and come down on you to a degree. Some of it, like, so when I heard all the, the, uh, outrage or stuff about like oh my god pennies i was like do we even are we even worried about that anymore now with nil and this and that like i didn't even think the ncaa was a thing anymore when it came to that kind of stuff like well, they, that they, they go, wouldn't clean it up in 18 months they I mean, met, go back to the reggie bush invest, investigate what did it take five years yeah they're gonna met out the punishment i mean what it what is this it's reggie's nfl cloud. career was almost over by the time that thing got, got finalized i know you know but it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's just interesting when you see uh, the NCAA still raising their hand going, hey, we're not done yet. And obviously there'll be appeals and, and everything else. Uh, Memphis, uh, part of the NCAA tournament early on, one of the you know underdog you know, kind of entries as you got to the tournament. And they had some, some issues with one of their star players uh, where it kind of became a LeVar Ball type situation before it was all said and done with Imani Bates. But you know what? We're going to finish the show with the pulse check of Bucky Brooks. And I've got a quote. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From one of the Purdue stars about facing St. Peter's. Heed his words, North Carolina. We'll get into that next on Fox. Welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon, Bucky Brooks, celebrating a beautiful Sunday with all of our teammates assembled here at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, I don't take it for granted. The ability to get up and come do these things that we do. Uh, If you're listening live, you're hearing the... Foo Fighters in the background, the passing of Taylor Hawkins, and more details continue to come out about that, regardless the impact on the music world and, and certainly the fan base, families. It's always just that reminder. I mean, 50 years old. Hold tight. So right? crazy, man. There's all these pieces of information, and you and I in our business, and, and I got to the point where I stopped counting over the last two years. Like, we just had the rash and, mm-hmm. you know— Whatever you feel about COVID, well, I, I can give you a list of folks that, you know, their passing was attributed to it. Uh, so just remember, you're not promised anything, not to get preachy or whatever, but it is uh, the opportunity to get back in the studio. I don't take for granted for all the at-home shows or whatever. We yeah. still do it, but to be here in with you, Bucky, and to see Sam and and Brandon and and Ilo and have Steve Hartman come in and regale us with tales of traffic nightmares in Los Angeles, uh, and allegedly Rich Ornberger downing a bunch of donuts in in the back of the break room. <laughs> and you guys are sitting there, and nobody's videotaping this. If this is actually happening, oh, it's really a failure on your part. But oh, the point God. the point of it all is just celebrate the people you're with uh, and give them their flowers while you can. Uh, and me being a live event guy, wherever I can get to a concert, you never know when it might be the last to celebrate with people and have that energy moving forward. So take advantage of that while you can, when you can, where you can, uh, as you do, and appreciate the people that are in your lives. Hey, we are brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas. You're home. For live sports, that means all sports, every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on. Now go plan your visit at visitlasvegas.com to see the best and brightest in Vegas. The greatest arena on earth. End of next month, as we talk about the draft and we'll do all that, NFL.com, NFL Network, where you find a lot of Bucky's work at Bucky Brooks. The link's out uh, as well. You want to make sure uh, you're keeping yourself apprised, the risers, the fallers, and rumor conjecture, speculation, and everything surrounding the NFL draft as we get closer to that, Bucky. I'm excited uh, to chop that up these next couple of weeks as we try to read the tea leaves based on what teams have done in this offseason, players that are still moving chips in free agency because we got a lot, especially mm-hmm. that wide receiver position that we've talked about a lot with Tyreek Hill and some of the other moves, Devontae Adams getting traded. Well, the the laundry list of guys, they might not be you know the A-chair guys, but there are a lot of guys that are going to be difference makers that are still in the marketplace looking for a new home. So we'll be watching all of that. And we'll, later on, of course, we're watching the Elite Eight. Now, your little uh, engine that could, the North Carolina Tar Heels, 
uh, vanquished Steve Hartman's beloved UCLA Bruins. Remember last week? Mm-hmm. Came storming in here. You're going down, Brooks. And then he just walked straight through. And it was like, whoa. Well, we, we know how that went. And mm-hmm. for anybody that had UCLA still hanging out in their bracket, this guy, uh, mm-hmm. that went down in flames. But now you've got the mighty St. Peter's Peacocks waiting for you. They've sold a lot of merch. Yep. Their website has crashed America's a lot. Team. Now they are America's team, as you say, you know, a smaller engine. You've got a little engine. I don't know what, you know, descriptor we put on St. Peter's. But here, Travion Williams of Purdue, in his post-game comments, something very telling that he had to say, uh, between the coaches had urged players to treat St. Peter's as the best team in the country. Travion Williams, quote, we talked about treating them like the best team in the country. I don't think everybody bought into that. Mm Mm-hmm. And we watch it round for round that you'd think after the first giant is toppled, mm-hmm. you recognize you're not playing around anymore. And that just because they're coming from a different conference, maybe they struggled early and they did, right? They had 11 losses and people point to that going, well, maybe they shouldn't have been in. Just like your Tar Heels. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 no. You take the the large approach and they're in and, and you make the best of the opportunity. Yeah. And then, but once you get you land that first punch, you would think every other team's got to be on alert. They play defense, and they're going to mm-hmm. body us up for forty minutes. And clearly, what Williams is saying, we still had guys looking around that didn't believe that we were in this game. Yeah, no, I think what happens is the natural inclination for most young people is when you uh, get to this point and you look on the other side, and it appears to be a team that you are better than based on their record or what everyone has said. You take a collective exhale and you don't give them the necessary focus and when you're playing as a favorite sometimes that's what you have to guard against when you're a coach and you can sit there and give all the warnings you can talk about it you can be about it. you can show all the clips but if your mind isn't right when you play one of those teams what happens is you get into a game and then you realize you're in a dog fight and then it's too late to pull yourself out of it. So I was going to say, that's going to be the big thing later on today because obviously waiting in the wings is a matchup with the Duke Blue Devils. I don't even know who's 257. next week. I don't even no, know but that, but that's week. the attitude that you hope your team has today, that Hubert Davis, Roy Williams, whoever, Jordan, whoever calls in to tell them to talk about it, that they recognize they got to go win first. You got to play for today. Enjoy the game. Best of luck. Good talking to you with you. Bucky Brooks, Mike Harmon, Stephen Rich are next on Fox. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (laughs) 
With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.